0: Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Talk radio. You know me, dear listener. I am a a radio anorak. And uh, the thrill of following George Galloway on a Friday, it's second to none. I love it. Busy show this evening. Miles Johnston is coming up. He of the Nazi Bell.
3: That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow
2: dear listener. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We should be speaking to our guest, Miles Johnston. Um, but, 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 we can't seem to get hold of him. Now, far be it from me. We're trying a new angle on Periscope. I'm going to move you around in a little bit, so because I've got my back to you, and I apologise. Um, Miles, of course, speaks eloquently um, about, um, well, uh, conspiracy. If I say conspiracy theories, that's quite a lazy shorthand but you know what i mean by it M- miles i think it would be fair to say um is a believer that perhaps we are not being told the truth about certain things that there are dark mysterious forces at work if you remember last time he came on we spoke for an hour about a gentleman i think his name is max spears max spires max spears a gentleman um who investigates these kind of things who died suddenly abroad and um, Miles is convinced that Max was, was murdered by um, black magicians. Um, he also came on and spoke about super soldiers um, and the Nazi bell and all kinds of weird and wonderful things, stuff that I didn't know about at all. Um, stuff that I don't know if I necessarily believe in. But it's certainly worth talking about these things. And certainly worth hearing other people's, um, opinions. And I found Miles absolutely fascinating. It was like sitting at the feet of a grand old storyteller. And I thoroughly enjoyed him, um, telling us his things. Anyway, Miles' book to come on tonight at ten o'clock, um... And I've been talking with him on, over over Facebook and it's, it's all been confirmed and stuff. We're trying to get hold of Miles now. And we can't get hold of him now. What does that mean? Has he forgotten? Maybe. Technical problems? Yeah, possibly. People don't want him to speak and tell us the truth. It's worth thinking about, isn't it? So, we don't know. So, we're going to keep trying, Miles. I've messaged him. He's not replied to my message. Um, I've posted on his Facebook page, just to let him know, and we will keep our fingers crossed, and we will hope and pray that everything is alright with him, and that he hasn't been silenced. Interestingly enough, actually, I did see something on his Facebook page, um... Let me see if I can find it. Sorry, let me find it. Um, oh, so there's a there's a film coming out, actually, about Max um, Spears uh, on BBC. It's going to be um, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. It's on tomorrow night uh, on the BBC. Um, four episodes. But he also posts something. Here we go. Friday at 10pm, join Ian Lee in conversation with Miles Johnson on talk radio. So he knows it's happening. Um, But he posted something about um, the truth being out there and that his life could be in danger. I'm trying to find that... Um, um, I'm trying to find that post on his Facebook page. Because it's it, it actually it's quite chilling. Um, just bear with me a second, dear listener. You know what this show is like. We like to show you that. No, I could... I could uh, Talk to a caller and while we do this. But I like to show you the workings out. I like to pull the um the curtain to one side and um, show you what's going on. Oh, I can't find that post. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, isn't that interesting? Anyway, fingers crossed everything is all right with Miles. He's been messaged. Um, he has been called. I can see the team calling him now. Let's see what happens, shall we? In the meantime, while we wait, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, and we're going to look at this over the coming um, sh- some shows next week. By the way, some amazing guest line-up. So can someone remind me to tell you the guests later on? Um, Here's a- an odd quirk of radio lore. Spell L-O-R-E and L-A-W. You're not allowed to conduct a seance live on the radio. So I couldn't now invite Kath and Ed in, even if they wanted to, hold hands and say, right, we're going to imagine ourselves bathed in a white light and we're going to... You're not allowed to do that. I couldn't bring in a Ouija board, for example, and say, right, well, I've got the Ouija board... And I've got the planchette, the pointer, and we're going to try and see if we can contact the dead. We couldn't do it. We're not allowed to do it. And I don't know why, right? I don't believe you can contact the dead via a seance or via a, via a Ouija board. Okay. So, so if I were to do it, it would simply be, um, a little bit of theatre. It'll be a bit of theatre, little a little play, a scene. Right. If you go onto Amazon and type in Ouija boards, they're listed under toys and games. It's owned by uh, Waddingtons. Um, hasbro uh, hasbro are selling them. I think that I think Hasbro own Waddingtons now. I think they bought them. But you can buy them. 15 quid. 30 quid. All different kinds of... Um, all different kinds. Here we go. Let me find the one that's by Hasbro, because I want to read to you some of the uh, the comments. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, we are not allowed, for whatever reason, to get buy this Ouija board for, for 35 quid by Hasbro from Amazon, under toys, children's department, bring it in. I'm not allowed to play a children's toy on the radio. If I did, it would be an Ofcom, right? An Ofcom is the regulatory body that governs radio. I've never had an Ofcom upheld, okay? Some people make comments because that they're, they're, they're thoroughly offended or upset by the show. Some people complain to OffCom because they don't like me and they wanna you know. I've never had an offcom upheld. Why? Because I know the rules. I know what you can get away with, I know what you can't get away with, okay? Um But if I were to get this child's toy and bring it in, take it out of the box, set it up in front of me on the desk here, where you could see it on the, on the periscope, and start and put my fingers on the pointer and say. Is there anybody there? If one of you made a complaint to Ofcom about that, it would be upheld. It would be my first upheld complaint in 15 years of radio broadcasting. We'd have to um, issue an apology. I'd have to to apologise on air. It's quite possible that the radio station would, would get a fine for it. And I cannot for the life of me work out why. Because you can't talk to people who are dead. You can't do it. So by having a little bit of play acting, by improvising a scene, by getting a children's toy and having a go at it, I could get in serious trouble. I could lose my job. I could lose my job and get landed with a fine of several thousand pounds.
4: Imagine that.
2: And I do not know why. So, here's the thing. If you know why, let me know. We're going to try and get someone from Ofcom to come on the show next week to see if they can explain it. Um, to us. And this isn't anyway, I'm not having a go at them at all, at all. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big fans of Ofcom. I think it's important we have a regulatory body that, are, that are fair. And they've, I think they're fair. But I would like to know, is it just like, you know, you get those laws in America, right? That says, um, you can't marry a Dutchman, but you can, you can marry a sheep. And you trace the law back and it's, it goes back to like 1773 or something. And it's, 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 it's a silly law that no one's bothered to repeal, you know, or, or where is it in here where you're allowed to shoot a Scotsman within the, um, is it York? There's, there's a town or a city, Chester. Chester, you're allowed to shoot a Scotsman with a bow and arrow within the city's walls. You're allowed to do that legally. And it's just one of those silly laws that, that, that's been around forever and no one's bothered to go, well, do you know what? We should get rid of that law. It's just there. It's just there. And so I've got to think that in their infinite wisdom, the reason that Ofcom would, um, um, throw a paddy, uh, if I had a sense is it, it's got to be one of those old rules from I don't know, the 1930s. Kath, can you see when Ofcom was set up, please? Because I'm saying the 1930s. I can't imagine they've been around. I'm going to say that, I'm going to guess that the regulatory body was formed in, I'm going to say 1968. No, I'm going to say later, 73. Because before that, when was it, Kath? She's going to type it. On to my screen. 2002, flipping heck. Because, of course, in the 60s, 50s and 60s, it was the Lord Chamberlain, wasn't it, that would have monitored things like that. The, 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 the very same reason that books like Lady Chatterley's Lover got um, got banned. Is it the Lord Chamberlain that, that was responsible for that? I'm, I'm tiptoeing around the edges of my social history. Um, and, and they would have been responsible for anything that was was obscene that was broadcast on television or radio or or, or published in books. so hang on if off only goes back to two thousand and two, then where the hell does this rule come from that you can 't have a seance on the radio? Do you remember we went to a haunted pub me and Kath went to a haunted pub? Some of you were were, were good enough to to pop along and and, and um support us there. We were allowed to broadcast from the pub. We were allowed to record a seance going on. But we could only have broadcast bits of it. So where does this come from? How does this work? Why is that rule there? It's not because there is something in it, is it? Is it? No. It can't be. It's something we're going to look at, um... Over next week because I find it fascinating, absolutely fascinating. But saying that, if you want to call in tonight with your stories, it's a Friday. It's um, you know, it's the weekend. Weird things happen on a Friday night. If you want to call in with your stories about seances, about Ouija boards, about the time you and your mates thought you'd hu- you'd light a candle and sit in a circle and hold hands just for a laugh about going to see a medium. Can you give me a call? I think it's appropriate, considering our guest, Miles Johnston, who has been booked for for a few days, who knows about this show, who is a speaker, he would say, of the truth. Seeing soon as we can't get hold of him, mysterious circumstances? Yeah, it might be. Might not be. Makes you think, though, doesn't it? Makes you think that someone who speaks out about unusual forces and great mysteries, someone who is booked to come on this show, isn't around, isn't answering the phone. Oh, 0344 499 four, 1000. Oh, three, 499 four, 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 1000 is the telephone number. I want to hear your stories about seances and Ouija boards. Late night conversation, wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: I'm reminded, of course, that you can't broadcast the hypnotists. Uh, the, the part of the hypnotist show where they put people in a trance, and I can understand that because the listener, the theory is the listener might go into a trance. You know I used to be a stage hypnotist. You know that, don't you? When I was at college, in, uh, the, the, in the first year at university... Um, one of the first acts... I was always kind of fascinated by hypnotism. Alan, I'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four Uh I'm on a bit of a roll, though, guys, so just stick with me. If you're watching on Periscope, by the way, you'll see books by three guests we have coming up very, very soon. So there's a little... You can have a look at those. Um, but I kind of always wanted to learn how to be a hypnotist. And, uh, my first year at university, one of the first acts that was booked was Hugh Lennon. Hugh Lennon was his hypnotist, right? And I was there, man. I was there, front row, watching it. And he invited people, obviously, to come up on stage. I went up. I got hypnotised. I was out for two hours. I've got it on video as well. I must, let me dig, I'll dig that out and put it on, put bits of it on YouTube, not the whole thing. Got it somewhere. I was hypnotised for two hours and it was the most, it was the most wonderful feeling. It was like being, okay, here we go. so basically what happens is there's there's about twenty of you on sixteen of you on stage eight of you on seats eight standing up and you get to look up at a dot and you look at a dot on the ceiling and he tells you you're getting sleepy and your eyes are getting heavy you do all that kind of stuff and then he sort of the the first half an hour is the hypnotist weeding out who's going to go under and who isn't going to go under and I went under and the feeling it's the most extraordinary feeling it's like being stoned right it's like being stoned Except, when you're stoned, your mind is kind of all over the shop. But when you're hypnotised, your mind is focused on one thing. Two things maximum, but generally one thing. And it is the one thing the hypnotist tells you. So when the hypnotist says, when you hear Jailhouse Rock, you're going to become Elvis, that's it, that's the only thing you can focus on. You can't focus on anything else. When the the, My favourite trick to do as a hypnotist, and I never tire of seeing this, is when the hypnotist says, when you wake up, you're going to forget the number seven. And it's such a joy to see someone completely oblivious going, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. And they don't think anything's wrong. And then they get to count their fingers. And they go, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's such a joy to see. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You don't... You don't forget the number seven exists. It's just kind of, um, it's so hard to describe. The number seven is just a bit, it's just sort of moved into a different place. If that makes sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to explain a really abstract concept you know that there is a number seven, sort of, but it's not important to you. There we go. It's not important to you. It's not relevant. So you kind of just push it out of the way. What's important is one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. That's what's important. And being hypnotised is such a joy. I loved it. And here's the thing. After the show, I sort of became a bit of a, a, the sort of, you know, you're a talking point for a couple of days. Because you're the guy that went up. What did I do? I, I was Elvis um, there's the th- the thing where he becomes invisible, uh, I can't really remember, it was 20, 22 years ago, sweet lord, 23 years ago, and, um, afterwards, you, you know, people wanted to talk about his stuff, and I became obsessed with it, and I managed to track down the video of it, which featured, um, Hugh Lennon putting people under so I could just watch again and again and again how he did it. And I was timing it and I was uh, watching what he was doing with his fingers and how he clicked his fingers and I was watching where he stood and I was watching how sometimes he'd just drop his voice for no reason and go quite quiet and then he'd get a bit louder again. Watched all of that um and I learned how to do it. And I got a book, I got a book and there were two pages in this book. I got my friend Simon and I read these two pages of this book to him and he was under. He was out. It was a joy. And so I did it for quite a long time. And me and my friend Michael Armit, the gentleman who filmed, um, that Hugh Lennon escapade, um, was also at the college a year or two above me, I think. Um, he now works at the BBC. I think he works, he, he, he produced Crime Watch for a long time. And then maybe the one show, I don't know. Um, but a lovely gentleman. And we worked up a hypnotism act and we would go to pubs and clubs, and say, do you want a hypnotist show this evening? We'll do it for 75 quid. And some of them would go, no, that sounds dodgy. And some of them, who didn't know the law, and didn't realise you needed a licence for each performance, would go, yeah, we'd love it if you came to our pub and did a hypnotism show. And let me tell you, dear listener, there is nothing more... And we were like, we were 21, 20, 21 kids... Kids. I remember for some of them I wore some um, clear glasses to make me look more intelligent. There is nothing more frightening... We lost... We had a call there. I don't know where that call's gone. We'll get get them back. There is nothing more frightening than standing in a pub in front of 200 people, inviting people up on stage and only four people come up, knowing, knowing, knowing you've got to keep one of those people on stage. Because if one of those people doesn't go under, you're screwed. You haven't got an act. If one of those people doesn't go under, you've got to go, well, thanks very much, guys. Um That's not worked. Uh, and you've wasted 30 minutes of people's time in a pub. Imagine. So you, you're literally, you're standing uh, in a corner of a pub with no act, inviting drunk rowdy people up on stage up on stage into the corner of a pub people who want to prove that you can't do what you say you can do people who want to prove that hypnotism isn't real and that you're just some lanky tosser who can't do what he's promised to do and I was doing that at the age of 20. Imagine, at the age of 20. And I didn't have any... I mean, see how I learned a lot of the chops for this kind of stuff. I didn't have anything. I hadn't done stand-up at that point. Hadn't done... Uh, I'd I, I done hardly anything live in front of an audience apart from acting. So to be there with no act, I don't think... Me and Michael would take it in turns. One of us would be, like, the, the tech-op and do the tape recorders and stuff like that. And the other one would do the act. And we, we'd kind of take it in turns. Um, I don't think nobody ever went on to... I think we did it with... I think the the lowest number was one. I think we had one person. You can't get much of an act out of one person. Um, but we did it, and we must have done... I don't know, 30, 40 of those shows doing that. And there'll be some people listening and go, yeah, hypnotism is not real, it's, it's nonsense. Well, I, I don't know. All I know is, when I was hypnotised, and I've been hypnotised loads, when I was hypnotised... I felt compelled to do what was what was told of me and it felt completely natural. There was always I got hypnotised by Paul McKenna a few times as well. There was always um a thing that I would never have done anything that I didn't really want to do. It's weird. It's like when you hypnotize, your subconscious comes round to the front, and your conscious goes round to the back a bit. But every now and then, your conscious will just pop round just to check that you're okay. Then it'll go back. So if anyone had said, "Right, you're going to take your clothes off," and I, I wouldn't have done it. You know, something, something, somewhere would have stopped me doing it. Now, does that mean that hypnotism isn't real and that we're just complicit and we're we, we're just doing it because we feel we ought to do it? I don't know. Why am I talking about hypnotism again? I have got literally no idea. How do? How the hell did we end up here, guys? I don't know. Oh, 03, Kadok and Keith, I'll come to you in a minute, I promise. If you want to give us a call, now's an excellent time. Oh, 03, 44,4991,000. Four, what have we covered in the first half an hour? Oh, a load of old guff to most people. Conspiracies, hypnotism and seances. Want to have your say? Pick up the phone Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late Nights with Ian
0: Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB.
2: Late Nights, Ian Lee on the Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: It's looking unlikely that we're going to get... Has he just messaged me there? No. It's looking unlikely our guest is going to turn up. But, 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 if he calls up at any point during the show, then he'll be more than welcome on. If he doesn't, we'll get him on... At a later date, remind me, dear listener, to tell you the guests we've got for next week. Because Kath is playing an absolute blinder at the moment. I'm throwing stuff at her; she's getting them, and she's coming up with suggestions. And I'm going, you, "You'll never get them getting them." We have got next week some stunning guests coming up. It really is. We, we, we've we've gone up a gear in terms of guests. And it's cracking stuff, Keith. Hello. Hello, Keith.
5: Hello, Keith. Hello,
6: Ian. Keith. Hello. Are you okay? I'm good, Keith. Are you okay? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, first thing, hypnotism. Yes. <laughs> I got hypnotised, but I did not think I was being hypnotised. But then afterwards, oh. I'd been hypnotised.
2: What, what? When? If when? You... How did this happen? Where you didn't think you were being hypnotised? <laughs> um, this was.
6: I could remember exactly what they were saying the whole way through, but then when I went away, I felt relieved if you see what I mean.
2: Relieved?
6: Um, I, didn't, I didn't... As in, I was hypnotised. Uh, I spoke to you before, anyways. I have problems like you do. Yeah. Depression, et etc. Yeah. Et I'm suffering really badly at the moment, so much that I can't even be touched by anyone. Yeah.
2: Um, hey, well, well done uh, for picking up the
6: phone then, Keith. Um, when I got hypnotised, it was when my... Sec- this deep, deep depression started because my um, second son... Um, was diagnosed with autistic, yeah. autism. So was my first son. But not as bad. The second son probably will never talk deep autism, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So I've got um, a f- friend of the family said, oh... Uh, I do hypnotism. Do you want to come and do you know what I mean? So I, I went and uh, I don't know. I felt relieved and it was lovely yeah. it afterwards. But I never thought I'd actually been hypnotised.
2: The thing is, people think that when you talk about hypnotism, that that you close your eyes and two hours pass and you don't remember anything. I, I after I was hypnotised the first, I remembered most of it. I remembered most of it. I was I was I was awake and I was conscious and I remembered most yeah. of it. You don't you don't black out, do you? No,
6: exactly. But I was expecting to go to sleep, yeah. come back, and then everything's going to be okay, and um, job done.
2: Yeah. How, <laughs> but, how um, did uh, How did your friend do it? Because everyone, also, another myth is everyone thinks you look at a, a, a watch.
7: You can no, do she, it with a watch, you, but you, you just look
2: you
6: at the ceiling. She was saying, just uh, pick a spot in the ceiling, yeah. and then um, you're walking down the road yeah. and into the bush and all this sort of stuff. I can't. I can't remember exactly yeah. words for words, but um, and then you're going into a deeper sleep, deep sleep. But I could remember everything, yeah. and I thought I can remember all this. And is it going to work? Is it going to work? And it did. It did work for a while. Um, I certainly felt a lot better for the next month after. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't suggest that, that hypnotism is a cure for depression, but you can, I, I can understand how it might be able to just shift things subtly for a little while.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm
6: really suffering quite bad at the moment. My um, wife keeps saying you need to go back to dots. You need to, and do you know, like you try to block it out, don't you? You yeah. think, yeah, I'm going to be alright tomorrow. I'm going to wake up and feel wonderful.
2: And how's that going? And
6: <laughs> I, I did. I woke up this morning feeling okay at five a.m. Oh, that's not bad. Went to the toilet. Yeah. Went back to bed. I didn't need to get up till six a.m. Yeah. And I spent an hour working myself up to feeling like. Well, you do, if you
2: like is, is there, but, 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 is that not a glimmer of hope that you woke up and you had, like, what, two minutes feeling all right? Yes, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, a, when, a uh, when, when was the last time you had two minutes feeling all right? Um, probably about two weeks ago now. So really. that's, I like to try, and, and it's hard, I know it's hard, man, but I like to cling on to those little chinks of light. Those little, those little two minutes mean you'll feel all right, you will feel all right at some point. You felt it
6: today. Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. And, and at certain some points and I didn't even want a phone and I tried to phone a few times recently, I didn't want to phone because I bring the I to bring your show down with um this issue. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you're having a good happy show and I think yeah. don't bring it down with
2: No. Oh well the well, issue. But then again, you know, that you know that that's your depression doing that because you know that but yeah. hey i like the clunky gear changes i love going from something sad to happy t- i love it i think it's because it's, it's what human life is it's what it's what conversation is um but you know ev- everybody's welcome here brother you know feeling happy or yeah. sad everybody's welcome here this is this is one of the few places where you, you you know on the radio where you can come and share that stuff and no one's gonna go oh for christ's sakes keith pull, pull your socks up <laughs> mate you know because i get oh. it
6: that's what you feel. I spoke to my dad today. We worked together on the way to work. I said, I'm not feeling good. It's like, you'll be all right. Look at all your prospects you've got. And you think, that doesn't help. Yeah. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Someone saying to you, look at all the work you got booked in and all this and that That doesn't help. No. Look, look at your family. Look at your life. Look at your car. That doesn't help. Nothing helps. It's just you're there you? and you can't.
8: Move
2: i sometimes away. think that um my life would be better if i got the sack from this job imagine that right this is the best job yeah. in the world the best job. it pays well i'm allowed to do what i want i'm having i'm working with my mates i get to do whatever i want and sometimes i think god if i got if i were only to get the sack for this job then i could really focus on pulling myself together and trying to sort my life out yep. but that wouldn't happen i'd just sit at home going oh i wish i still had that job it, you know, it, uh, and, and, and yep. I've got beautiful kids, and I'm, I've got a few quid yep. in the bank, and i got my mortgage statement, uh, annual mortgage statement, and we've paid off a bit more than I thought. All of this stuff is great, but it doesn't yep. change anything inside, does it?
6: Nope, nope. And i and uh, trying to explain to people is a hard part, because, like, today, my wife went to see her friends at the CAF, and the, the, the gym went to nursery, and for two hours she was away... I just laid in bed, but I didn't sleep, I just laid there. Well, I didn't even say to her that I'd laid in bed. Yeah. I just didn't say nothing, because I knew she was back about three o'clock, so I got up and had a shower. Yeah, yeah. And it's just how I feel. It's tough,
2: and here's the thing, you know, it is tough for the people that live with us as well, in a a different way.
6: She is is, is so tolerant with me.
2: Yeah, because um, we don't know, you know, that they don't know how to act or <laughs> what to do, and they, 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 they worry—is it them? And then, and of course, they can, of course, they can get you get yep. you get angry with people that are ill. And my, you know, when I was kind of caring for my mum, I would get angry with her because she couldn't walk, you know, and and, yep. and was, uh, and I get angry with her. And of course, you know, they, they, they struggle as well in a, in a, in their own way.
6: She said today. She she said today. Um, have I done something wrong? She never does anything wrong. It's just, I can't, I can't. And then she comes to give me a kiss, and I said, oh, I feel tense, please. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can't have someone in my little...
2: Why don't you go to the doctor's, Keith?
6: I need to go back, because I don't know if you remember, the last time I spoke to you, it was like um, Amber Trimpley or something. My sister told me to go and get, and I went and got them, and obviously they just made me feel like I was... Um, Been out to a nightclub all night. So.
2: Why don't you? Well, here's my suggestion. I, d- I don't know if you can do it tomorrow. Maybe you can. Some surgeries you can, or on Monday. Phone up and get doctor's appointment because you won't get one for that day. You, you, you may not yeah. get one for three, four, five days a week or something. So make the phone call, which is torture in itself. I'm gonna. I'm
6: gonna get my wife. She's standing. Well, she's just filling water bottles up. So yep. we've got water in bed. See them. Ian's telling me, darling, that you have got to book me a doctor's appointment on Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said. She said yes. She will.
2: Beautiful. Good work. Nice one, Keith. And then it's in the diary. And then if the day comes and you can't face it, you phone up and you say, oh, "I can't make it today. Can I get another one?" You know.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my doctor's quite good, and I'm perfectly admitting what's going on. But then every day I joke myself, so think, "Oh, tomorrow I'm going to be all right." Yeah. But I don't think I am. No, am I? You're not. You're not. <laughs> okay. All right, mate. Have a good night, Keith. Right. Thanks for calling. Sorry, I didn't want to bring your show down,
2: mate. Uh, I appreciate the apology, but uh, you know, there's no need for it. But thank you, man. Cheers, Keith. There you go. You see um everybody's welcome um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call Friday night talk radio we had we had a guest due for the first hour um but we uh he's disappeared so the next call is going to be Caddick, and we'll go to him in a minute. you're more than welcome to call in um I kind of hope you do call in because I'll be honest there's nothing in the papers that there are, I found two stories in the newspapers thinking i'd only have to you know we'd only have two hours because we'd have a guest for the first hour um two stories in the newspapers one is about bees playing football and one is about jean-luc picard's willy so i, I listen i can i can, that now i feel like i'm standing in that corner of the pub again and that nobody's gone under And I've got two people up on stage and I know they're not, they're not hypnotized. They know they're not hypnotized and I'm panicking and sweating and thinking, what the hell do I do now? Do I send them back and apologize to the audience? Or do I crack on and try and make something out of nothing? I feel like that. And we got (laughs) the highest periscope figures we've had in ages. You can watch the show on Periscope as well. 344 is the phone number. Your hypnotism stories, your seance stories, your Ouija board stories. And just to remind because I think the waters are getting a little bit muddied, you can call in about anything you want. You know that, don't you? We've established that already. I know I'm introducing topics the last couple of weeks, the first time since really being on talk radio. But that doesn't mean you have to phone in about... The topics you don't have to phone in about hypnotism you don't have to phone in about um seances you don't you don't have to you can call in about anything you know that don't you you got that good oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with Ian Lee on talk radio Unmissable late-night radio, with the original king of
1: unconventional conversation.
2: Make contact with Ian Lee. Mm.
1: Late-night Ian Lee. On talk radio, we'll get you talking.
2: Oh, 03444991000 is the telephone num...
5: Yes, Caddick? <laughs> huh?
2: Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. What guests have we got coming up on the show? Well, ah, thank you for reminding me. Right. Next week Bernie Clifton. Ooh. Eddie Large. Ooh. Rick Wakeman. Wow. Mark Thompson, who's a brilliant scientist. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, I've forgotten the name of the lady we spoke to, to, to today. My mind's gone completely blank. We did one of the best interviews. We did, we pre-recorded this interview. One of the best interviews I have ever done in my life with the lady called Jill Gibson. Heal? Huh? what? Yeah. Who's that? Sorry.
1: Huh? Me mum's me heal, like I'm a little dog. Heal? She's telling you to heal? Like I'm a little dog. Or maybe you're wounded. No, I'm not.
2: I'm... You're a little dog. Well, have, you d- have you done a dump on the stairs? No, no. No? no? Would you like to? No, uh,
1: no, because we have to go upstairs. I mean, things will get very messy.
2: Well, you could step over it. I mean, how big is your dump? <laughs> Let's not go there.
1: No, uh, no, we don't want Ofcom complaining. No,
2: no, 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 no. Well, imagine if Ofcom complained about the show to Ofcom. Then we'd be in trouble. Instead, it's just sad cases who get bitter about me.
1: Anyway... I've got some information about Ofcom at the Oh, go on, Cads. We actually started back in 1972 with the sound broadcasting that, and we led to the creation of the IBA.
2: Right, you see? so But they, they became Ofcom in 2002? Before, it was the radio authority. Boom, Catherine, that was poor research on your part. Caddick has out researched you, Boyle. Don't type on my screen, because whatever, go- whatever you type, I'm not going to read it. Whatever you type, I am not go- Oh, my God! I don't, think, I don't think Caddick can physically do that to himself. What's he done? She just typed... I'm going to make an off-com about her. Ever been hypnotised? Oh. Uh, I've, tried, I've tried to be hypnotised one. You've got to be intelligent to be hypnotised. Well, I've got,
1: I've, got, I've got the IQ of Stephen Hawking on a bad day.
2: Yeah, what?
1: I've got the IQ of Stephen Hawking on a bad day. That would still be really high. And I used to talk Japanese, and I'd never done that before.
2: I bet you are... I bet you're, like, a genius, like the Rain Man. Yeah, I am. Yeah? Yeah. Do something
7: genius, like.
1: We're going to winner from 1988, with one reason, who was ridden by Brendan
2: Powell, and um, Dominic Ellsworth... Hang on a minute. Trainer. Are you saying, can, we're going to need some computer work here... Are you saying if I give you a year, you can tell me who the Grand National winner was?
1: right
2: from 1980 to the present day. Right. All right. Fact check this. Get your mic up. You're gonna, they're going to fact check this. Microphone on, please. Right. Okay. From Only from 1980. You can't do before that. Not before All right. 1980. All right. The Grand National winner in 1992, please. That was party
1: politics. I'm by Patricia Thompson, trained by Nick Gately, ridden by Carlo Ellen, beating Romney King in second place, Laws in third, and Docklands Express
2: in fourth. Can we? Fu- we, we are researching yeah, that. that. Have you typed it in? Someone's. Can you turn your microphone on? Can you? Can you repeat that, Kenneth? Just no. To... On, you. No. No. Look. No. You tell us what the answer is from your computer. <laughs> That's how we verify things.
9: Who was the the Grand National winning horse? Was party politics in 1992 who came second Romany king. king
2: this is inc- all right all right okay all right caddick. Uh, robert 1999
1: uh bobby joe first winner for ireland since the 70s beating blue charm in second call it today in ferlin addington by in fourth.
2: That, that is correct
1: this is incredible
2: 1979 oh
1: uh, gone I know, I know. Earth. Why is that
2: the cut off point, Cads? Because it was the year when I was born, 1980. Right, but so you started absorbing the information from the moment you were born. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Robert, Caddick's brother. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this true? He can do
10: this? Yeah, my little brother was reading newspapers from eight months old. No, he was not. He was looking at page three and thinking, mmm, lunch. No, seriously, Ian, my little brother's so clever, it's unbelievable.
2: Whoever's got their radio on, turn it off, cos it's... Robert! Uh, yeah, cos Caddick knows! Sorry, I've turned it off now, sorry. Hey, thank you, Robert. Um, so, is, so you're... So, um, I'm, I'm gonna call him Caddick, and I'm gonna call you Robert, even though you're both Caddicks. Okay, thank um, you. he, he, he's a genius, is he?
10: He's quite clever, seriously. He's, um... Not, I, d- I don't think many people know this, but my little brother is autistic. He was born... Two months early, so I premature. Yeah. And he's been... He, he, went, he Oh, he's, he's done so many things. He used to, we had a TV, this guy he was. He was one years old, and we had a TV where there was buttons on, and he learned how to lick, lick his finger, press it on a certain button. My dad was pressing the remote control, didn't realise that my little brother had wrecked this certain thing on the TV, so my dad couldn't turn the TV over. Hey, flipping it? Uh, what, what did you not want your dad to watch, Cads? Well, what you and that... 1981, 1982, he used to lick his little finger and wet the TV so my dad couldn't turn the TV over, and in the end. Dad was probably watching BBC One, I probably not Over there, the, 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 he was licking his finger I on. think it was the launch of Channel 4 I wanted to watch, wasn't it? Pardon now? I think it was the launch of Channel 4. Probably it was, yes, yeah, something like
2: that. How come you not? Because I know you're into your horse racing, Cads. I know you, you, you go down and you're like, you're like uh, you know, having a little flutter now and then. Um, but how come you, rem- do you remember all this stuff? Do you just read it and know it? Or do you um, have to kind of read it over and over again and learn it?
1: I read it and I'll absorb the information like a sponge.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. Seriously,
10: and Ian, he's so clever. It's unbelievable. Robert, Robert, right. Yes,
2: Ian. There's got to be a way that we can exploit your brother. And, and make a million pounds each.
10: We could do, There's but got you know, to be. It's, 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 I don't know. I'll have a, yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll do that.
2: Let's let's exploit him and make a million pounds each. Yeah, of
10: course.
2: And, and give him me. nothing. We'll give him nothing, Robert. I am in. Oh
10: <laughs> bloody! <blimey>! It <laughs> could go on eggheads or mastermind and stuff like that. But only, anything. but only for
2: horse racing. No,
10: <laughs> between... no. But he did a competition the other week, and he'd done the Simpsons, and he got um, eleven questions. He got eight right.
7: Laif.
10: Well. And that was the other place. Uh, what
2: other place? Another radio station. Right, bye bu- bye, bu- right, bye bye, Caddix. Both of you are gone. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having that. Seeing other radio stations behind our backs. Isn't that something? spoken to Alan for years, never knew that about him at all. Isn't it funny? Thank you for that, gentlemen. I enjoyed that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Evening, George. Good
9: evening, Ian. How's it
2: going? Well, I'm, I'm worried about our guest, Miles Johnston. I'm, I'm worried that he's disappeared.
9: Um well he could have been silenced by um uh security bots. well he, he actually he might have been you never know no well, you know what it it would be the perfect cover wouldn't it the the fact that uh he's a man chatting about weird things uh who bangs on about the fact that they're secret government bodies who silence people and all of a sudden he disappears. And is um, you know just know it would be the perfect cover for the government to you know. Shut Can it I out. just
2: say, people are asking how do they um, email the show? If you go to talkradio.co.uk, there's somewhere there is a little button that if you that will let you email the show. Um, you click on that and you email, and it pops up on a screen in front of me, guys. And and, and Lane is saying, I want to know if this topic is too depressing or not. No, nothing. No, listen, just phone up, Lane. You put in. A pudding lane. Uh phone up, everything everything is, is A OK, guys. You can call in about anything you want. Anyway, George, what have you called in for? Hey, are you
9: ready for Sunday night? Dude, I am ready. Dude and I uh I had quite a quiet day at work and um I sorted it all out and this is what I was phoning up about. Yes. And, um, yeah, I've got my little, um, you know, six, seven-minute talk ready. Beautiful. But also, it's a sort of visual yeah. uh, thing. And I know you've got a screen for uh, performance. Yep. ring. But I thought even better. Yeah. I've set up a group on Facebook. Oh. Uh, which is called Performance Ring Occult London.
2: Oh, hang on a second. It's know. an open
9: group. Anyone can join. Performance
2: Performance Ring Occult London. London. There it is. You've got twenty seven members already.
9: Yeah, and uh all the photos I'll be using are on there, and so if anyone who um either can't go or is gonna be there, they can look at the photos on their phone, it'll be a better resolution I'm sure. Um
7: okay.
4: <laughs>
9: I've approved
2: you. Well, thank you. I'm in. I'm in. And um, uh, I've just tweeted the link as well, so that people... Well, no, I haven't. I'm going to tweet it now. Hang on a minute. For some reason, I didn't press the right thing. Here we go. Well, that's good. I'm looking forward to your uh, your performance on Sunday
9: evening. (laughs) Yeah. So, like... I, I, genuinely, I was doing it for about five or six hours a day, getting it, uh, myself all
2: sorted with it. Uh-oh, so was... uh-oh, uh-oh, you might want to change something pretty sharpish on that, uh, Facebook page, George. Oh, God, what's I can happened? say this now, because she's out in the, um, bathroom. hmm It's not Cath Boyle. Oh, yeah. It's Catherine. Okay, sure. She gets a bit, oh, she gets fun, days. yeah, I know, mate, that's a, that's a, that's a bad start. When we when we uh, when we mark the acts at the end of the evening, um, as we do, I don't know if we've told everyone this. This one's going to be a competition, and we'll be scoring them. And uh, if you do badly, we're all going to point at you and laugh. I'm joking, okay. um, but uh, yeah, you don't want to call a Cath Boyle on a Facebook page. She'll get. She, she's just heard me. She's going to be happy.
9: That should be that should be gone. Let me uh
2: have a little refreshment. Ah, perfect. Well done. Yes, George.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, well, and so essentially, those are the photos I'll be going through. There's a little description of each one. I'll be elaborating a little bit further as we go through. So there's, um, uh, yeah, there's there's more fun to be had.
7: Love it.
2: Yeah. It's going to be got, this this is uh, the most, uh, this is, hang on. The most underprepared, the least prepared I have ever been for a performance ring. I'm not even sure I've emailed everybody to let them know that they're performing. I think I... You got an email, didn't you?
9: Oh, yeah, a couple of weeks back.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Did you not get one
9: this week? Oh, I might have done. Ah! Well, I'm, I'm in the middle of, you know, getting moved <laughs> of out of house and of stuff. I'm, uh, I'm about the most unprepared for... Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good old
2: night with, with all the acts yeah. there in the audience. It's going to be about uh, close onto a hundred people there. Um, it's going to be hot. Um, but it'll be a laugh, you know, it'll be a laugh. And, um, you know, I, I, we'll try and, we'll try and get a game of iPod roulette this, this week because we don't know, we, we keep saying we're going to do iPod roulette. So if you're <laughs> coming, dear listeners, bring a, bring an iPod or an MP3 player and you can have a game of iPod roulette against me. And, um, Kath and the audience will be the judges. Uh, well, I can say Kath, but you, ca- you can't type Kath. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you no, no, don't apologize to me. Apologize to uh the lady. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. someone's saying, "Why did you never take up the guy on his offer of punching in the face a few months back?" I did, and we've recorded it, um, and we're just trying to sort out the legals of, of if we we if we can play it on the air. Probably not. Can we sneak it in a podcast? I'd like to do that. My boss is not keen. If not, we'll release it independently as part of the rabbit hole or something. That, that that's that's has happened, and that will be that you will get to hear that at some point in the next few weeks. George, I shall look forward to seeing you on Sunday evening and shaking hey. you firmly by the
9: hand. Do you know something? I've got. Four people uh, uh waiting to join the group as we speak
2: that that's that, that success that's success i hope they're listening to this radio show uh pete psychic psychic people and russell stay there i'll come to you after the news because otherwise you won't get a fair crack of the whip if you're coming to performance ring on sunday uh, i think there are a couple of tickets left on um, if you go to ticketsource.co.uk slash ian dash lee same place to buy tickets for um the rabbit hole um, which is at the end of March, uh, in London and May the 6th in Manchester. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Lee. Um, this is going to be the last performance ring we do for, for a while, for probably until the summer at the earliest, at the earliest, because we want to focus on uh, the rabbit hole, and we've got an idea for, for screening a film that we want to do at the, the Regent Street Cinema, so I don't think we're going to be doing any more performance rings until June at the earliest. June at the earliest, maybe even a bit later, and my thinking is, the next time we do a performance ring, that we um, we go all in, we put all our chips on black, and we we uh, hire a, like a small theatre or something, and, and we do that. I think that might be nice, like a little... I don't know, five hundred SATA. I don't know, something like that. That's that's kind of my thinking at the moment. But um, it is all due, uh, you know. It can all these things can be changed at any moment. I've really hurt my neck today. I don't know what I did, and it's it, and I'd forgotten about it until just then. And suddenly my neck just went. It's gone a bit funny. Never mind. Um, well, we managed to fill an hour of radio, despite the guest that we had booked. Not being available. Um, until I hear from Miles that he is okay, I'm going to remain open-minded as to why he was unavailable. Um, he is a man who likes to speak the truth. He is one of those people that likes to draw back the curtain on on how he thinks the world is actually being run. And he's known about this booking for for a few days now. We've, we've spoken about it quite a few times on Facebook. And I don't want to say I'm worried that he's not answered the phone, but I have to be honest, I am slightly concerned that he's not answered the phone. I just think it's a bit weird and a little bit unusual. Psychic Pete Russell. Cleo, stay there, come to you after this 0344 499 1000 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio Late
1: Nights, Ian Lee
11: on Talk Radio
0: We have ways of making you talk
11: Well I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I've never been with anything less than a man. so fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field gone past with a girl named Bo but somehow they Just don't end up as mine It's a death defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some of the guy while I'm back Much time in school, but I've ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out of bay Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge
3: Or cause and from a vine
11: i I'm the unknown stuntman That made Eastwood look so far
2: So you can buy Ouija boards on Amazon They are filed under kids' toys They're in the kids' section Absolutely true Made by Hasbro <laughs> I couldn't use one on the radio Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Why can't I? It's a toy. It's uh, it's make-believe. It's fantasy. It's the same as getting two Action Men or, or, or Lego. It's imagination. It's not real. The Hasbro Ouija board only gets two and a half stars on Amazon. Let's read some of the reviews, shall we? Angie, one star. Do not waste your money. The board is like sandpaper. Do not buy this piece of sticky sandpaper like cardboard. Hasbro really has let this down. The planchette, that's the pointer, is way too heavy. It doesn't glide on the board at all. I was mortified. I flipped it over, wrote my own letters on the back, as the back at least is slippery. Okay, as a collection piece, but usable? I've just read the next line. You'll like this. Nope. Even my regular spirit visitors hate it. (laughs) Sean Kershaw, one star. Completely unusable. Avoid. The planchette sticks and doesn't move across the board, so this is impossible to use. Very disappointed. Anonymous, one star. Looks great, but... Great new design, however, the board is way too small and very rough. The planchette is far too heavy, so will not glide across the board at all. Kind of sticks to the board, which defeats the object of the game. Good as a prop or for a Ouija board collector. What? Don't expect this to work. I'd su... I'd suggest getting another board if you intend to use it to actually contact spirits. Miss Marks, one star. I have had contact with evil spirits, and bad things happened. Please do not buy this game. I have had contacts with evil spirits, and bad things happened. This should not even be for sale. please don't mess around with spirits now. If I remember correctly, if you click on the person's name, you can see what other things they've they've bought and left reviews for nope that's um nope, but she has got some slippers on a wish list. okay. I wonder if um Angie's bought um any other bits and pieces oh um. Scooter grips and a bicycle bell. Digital recorder. Um, let me just read a couple more. I love these. Two stars. Walker looks great, but oh no, we just read that one. Hang on. So let me uh, let me just go and have a look at a couple more of. Uh, the... I'm just looking at some more um, reviews. Psychic Pete. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the one star reviews. Uh, Oh, Chris, I think, is being slightly tongue-in-cheek. Spirits don't talk to me. Offered my soul and everything. Um... um, My ten-year-old son saw it advertised and asked me if he could have it. I didn't believe that it was a real game until I googled completely irresponsible Hasbro. Um... Mr. V. Trekiokas... Do not buy it. It is more than a game and can be lethal to your body and your soul. Ah, souls.
4: Um, Psychic Pete. Good evening. Good evening, Pete. How are you tonight? You should know that if you're psychic. Well, I know you're having a really good day. Okay. <laughs> you ever use the Ouija board, Pete? I use it all the time because I'm a paranormal investigator as well. Oh, look at you, fancy pants! I know. But I thought,
2: so, okay, so what? What does the Ouija board do, in your opinion?
4: Uh, it's not the best tool when it comes uh, the, the the events and stuff like that. It's yes. seances and noises that are always better.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: How do you do a seance? Obviously, here's the
2: thing, we're not allowed to do it on the radio, squares, but how do you do it?
4: Right, well, I've got a good story from a seance. Go on, the Listen. Uh, we were up on Pendle Hill. Yeah. And we were talking to the witches. And I'd had an operation on my shoulder. And I shouldn't have been out. I shouldn't have been driving, and my arm should have been in a sling. Yeah, yeah. And I asked for spirits to raise arms. And my arms started lifting all the way up behind my head. And at this point I was panicking. Yeah. And I thought, okay, don't drop it. No. And the witches lowered it down nicely. Yeah. And then uh told me physio on Monday yeah. what had happened. Yeah. She showed me the notes of the operation. Yeah. And I shouldn't have been able to get anywhere near there till yeah. twelve weeks. Yeah and it was physically and humanly impossible.
2: Isn't this funny? Because this ties in with something I was talking about in the last hour. One way, when you are hypnotising people, one way to see who's going under and who isn't going under is you say, in a minute, when I tap the back of... You've got your palms in your, in your lap. When I tap the back of your hand, whichever hand I tap is going to start to feel lighter than air, and you're going to imagine a balloon is tied to it. And you won't resist it and you won't fight it, but you're going to feel your hand just start to float up, float up, float up, and the higher it gets, the sleeper you get, and the sleepier you get, the higher it gets. And you'll see people's arms start, start to float up like that. So, I would argue, Pete, with my, um, realist hat on, that that was just the power of suggestion. The power of suggestion raised
4: your arm. I, I can accept that, and I like to debunk it, but it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I'd had an operation. Yeah. And it shouldn't have got there till 12 weeks. Well, and this was for... Yeah, well,
2: well, I got so you thought. Well, sometimes doctors don't get it quite right. They always give a, a worse or best case scenario. When they're talking about healing, they give a worst case scenario. When they talk about dying, they tend to give a best case scenario. So you know, you, your maybe your arm was okay. Like you okay. said, you you said you, you'd driven there. You managed to drive
4: there. Yeah, but what happened was when I went to see the physio. Yeah, she lifted my arm, and she couldn't get it. No further than straight ahead. I was near enough crying in pain.
2: Okay. Okay. Maybe the cold air, maybe you were um, relaxed, maybe, 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 maybe.
4: That's it. It's all maybes, isn't it? That's the whole thing. There's no evidence either way. And that's what I like. I like to be debunked.
2: Yeah. Here we go. Listen, here's a review. Here's a review that someone's just tweeted me. I know two lads who played with one of these. The shed they were playing in caught fire by itself. I also knew a married couple who played with one of these. It brought poltergeists into her house, which picked up ornaments and smashed them on her walls. She was that scared they had to move house ten miles away. They became Christians after that.
4: Well, I've never known that happening with the Ouija board. No, because it, it's, a, it's a bit... It's, you can't talk to dead people with a Ouija board, Pete. I've, I, I have had it, again, where it has worked. But, and but, I've had German Airmen come through from the you've Second got, you've World you German Airmen. German Airmen? <laughs> German
2: Airmen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they bomb your mum's chip shop? Don't. Oh. Don't. Um well but 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 did they though? It's someone pushing them and again it might be someone doing it subconsciously,
4: but it's someone pushing them. Again, it's a trust thing if it worked, because it was spelling out in German. I can't speak a word of German. Yeah. But what came through was the German's name, yes, Fritz. the number on his plane, where he was going to and where he'd been from. And who and he... it was all correct. Who were you doing it with? This was a long time ago. This would have been other guests on the paranormal event.
2: Okay. I want to come on a paranormal event with you.
4: I'd love you to.
2: I'm doing it. me and, me and Kath come? We can sort it out. What, what kind of stuff? What, 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 so you, you, go on, um, you go where witches have been, uh, been hanged. What other stuff do you do? Well,
4: mainly what we're doing at the moment is we're at Gloucester Prison. Oh, really? I was in Gloucester the other day. We're at Gloucester Prison every yeah. month. Yeah. And it's amazing. What 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 day of the week are you doing it? It's normally a Saturday night.
2: Mate, I'm going to pass you back to Catherine. You're going to swap email addresses. <laughs> yeah. Se- seriously, we want to come down. We'd love you to. Pete, nice one, mate. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. We'll have some of that. We'll have some of that. Why not? We'll go down and record. Gloucester Prison. Beautiful. Sounds like a fun night out. Can I take a Flask. Am I allowed to take a packed lunch and a flask? That's that's the key question there. Um, These reviews are... um, (sighs)
7: um,
2: These reviews are absolutely fantastic for the Ouija boards. Um, Horrible. It seems the letter's been placed on the wrong side of the board. There's so much friction, the planchette cannot move. Pretty crabby box. Came battered and was taped together. Um, Don't go anywhere near this. Or anything like it. I am an Anglican clergyman and I've had to be called in on three occasions for deliverance ministry. In a flat, in a pub, and in a house. The spirit world is real and we play with it at our peril. People have ended up in mental hospitals or worse, playing with such things. I love it. I love it. I could read those all night. 03444991000. Russell Cleo, stay there. Come to you after this. Late Night, Ian Lee, on
0: Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: OK, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, record audience figures on Periscope this evening, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Uh, you can see we have... A bo- I'm displaying books of people that are coming on. Bobby Hall, Steve Gutenberg, um, and uh, Michelle Leon from uh, the babe, uh, Babes in Toyland. Um, and... Um, yeah, I thought the book was going to fall over there. Uh, honestly, next week, absolute cracking guests. Now, we've got Mark Thompson coming on, who I think his Twitter name is People's Astro. Um, and he's a scientist, and he does brilliant science shows for kids. But I took my boys to see him in half term. And uh, honestly, it, I could have gone without the kids. I could have quite happily sat there for an hour without... the fact, the kids got in the way. Because I was all over the place. I couldn't believe it. They, absolutely brilliant. He's coming on uh, on the show on Monday... Um, and it'd be really good if you've got kids or elderly people with science questions. They can be, and you, you know the show, they can be stupid or they can be, you know, clever. Can you record them? Just 30 seconds, no more than 30 seconds. And if you email it to me, ian at ian com. it's working now, the email was down for a couple of days this week, it's working now. ian at ian com, and we'll play the best ones to him. Uh, uh, I can't play mine because they're on the phone, but... One of the questions my boys ask is, um, Mark, can you make cheese disappear? So that's kind of the level we're at. You're starting at a very low level in terms of quality science questions, okay? So you can work up from that. Next week, we've got um, Rick Wakeman, We've got Eddie Large. We've got Bernie Clifton. We've got got loads of people. Absolutely loads. We're really hitting a real nice little rich pocket of uh, top quality guests at the moment. Russell! Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Um, all right, thank you, Russell. What you got for us? Um, well, I want to talk about
5: a dark subject. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, yeah, bring me down on a good Friday. It's not good Friday. Night. And on a good Friday Oh, uh, just night. a
2: good Friday with a small g? Yeah. Yeah, okay. When is Easter um, this year? Do we Because they keep... How, the, here's the thing. There was a talk in the um, the church last year... We're talking, because Easter's a different time of year, Every, you know, it's it's a different day. They were talking last year, and I love this, of giving Easter a specific day. Like Christmas Day is December the 25th, so we know it's December the 25th. I don't know if Easter's in March, or if it's in, I've got no idea. March, April, I don't know what month it is. And the church were talking about settling on a day, so that that day would be Easter. I wish they'd do that. I wish they'd do that. It would make life so much easier. And, and we should get rid of
5: the chocolate the, Easter eggs. What the hell are you talking about, Russell?
2: It's killing people. How? What? You chocolate Easter eggs are killing people? Diabetes. Oh, well, that's their problem. How is so, it? what's their problem. If they know that they shouldn't be eating chocolate Easter eggs, I don't... How many yeah, deaths? You have, you
5: have chocolate bars. Why Yeah. Not, what, yeah but no, no
2: no no why not east why not chocolate easter eggs with chocolate bars in a plastic bag inside them that's what i'm talking about and boy oh boy how disappointed was i when a, when a kid when you get a smarties easter egg right and you crack it open and there's like a tiny piddling bag of smarties no 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 fill that egg up with smarties so you crack it open no, and no. smarties start pouring out you cut a little hole in the bottom so they start dripping out you hold it above your oh, head and you, you shake have a it crazy yeah, or, a, a or a cream egg, Russell. Or... Russell, you get you get a Cadbury's cream egg Easter egg. It's the size of an Easter egg, but it's a cream egg inside. You cut the oh, top off with God. a knife, and you get it, scoop it out with a ladle. <sighs> you are a pervert, Russell. This is good stuff.
5: You're making me sick.
2: Good. Anyway, what you got for us, man?
5: Um, I was watching BBC. Um, this is daytime. Uh, it's an old guy and a middle-aged woman. An hey. old
2: guy and a middle-aged woman on BBC Daytime. I haven't watched t- 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 TV. It's, it's not the property programme, is it?
5: Um, it's, uh, it's a midday yeah. kind of morning show.
2: Yes, yeah, midday morning, yes.
5: Um, they were talking about suicide in... Uh-oh. in Yeah. <laughs> I touched Uh-oh, it. Uh-oh, here we go. Um... No, but this is worse. Yes, they were talking about a seven-year-old child coming home telling his mom he wants to kill himself.
7: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's not right. Well, no, it's not right. But also, 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 well, no, but hang on. Also, 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 when you're when you're seven, um, you don't always understand. The, you don't always have the the, the, the full vocabulary to exple- express what you mean. So a seven-year-old saying he wants yeah, but, to kill himself—well, that's terrible. He may not have meant it in that way. Shouldn't be in his head. Well, no, but the, the, the seven-year-olds know the words "I want to kill myself." They know those words, and they put them kill in that order. Should not be in his his head. Well, but no, but but seven-year-olds know the word "kill." I'm afraid, Russell. I've got a seven-year-old. He knows the word "kill." And a 14-year-old
5: girl killed herself Yeah, because of online bullying. I've just retweeted, bullying. I've just
2: retweeted, Janie Godley, who, who comes on from time to time, I've just retweeted a video by her daughter, Ashley, um, about teenage uh, uh, suicide. And I have retweeted it because I haven't seen it, I'm going to watch it after the show, but I trust Janie, if she, if she sends me something, then it's, it's, it's probably worth having a gander at. So I've just retweeted that. Um, but yeah, no, suicide, uh, teenage suicide uh, is a huge problem. <sighs> It really upsets
5: me. Yeah? Because, you know, I'm a touchy person. No. I I get touched
2: easily. Sorry?
5: I get touched.
2: Yes. Like, You're emotionally. emotionally, you mean. Emotionally. You don't yeah. mean physically. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No. No.
5: Like, that really, really upsets me. And it's not even an Irish
2: person. Yeah. I'm Irish proud... Oh, that's well, you, we can mourn. We can mourn. We can be upset when people pass of any nationality, can't we? And it it's really, really upsetting me
5: because they don't realise yeah. they have a bright future ahead of, ahead of them. Well, but
2: the, but they no, don't. The, but they don't see it like them. that, Russ.
5: In order to get pa- to get to where God leads them. Oh. They have to overcome obstacles like that, like bullies, like
2: all that stuff. Yes. So why can't the world be good? Well, it isn't, unfortunately. It would be nice if it was, Russell, but it ain't. It sucks for, for a lot of people, and a lot of bad things happen in the world. But that the fact that you're upset by it and you're touched by it so shows that your heart is in the right place and you are a good man. I blame society. Uh Uh-oh. I blame What does that mean, though? No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. You can't blame the parents of a kid who's killed themselves. I do blame the parents. Well, you can't, though, Russell. Because the kid
5: sees the parents arguing. No, 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 no. I'm going to,
2: Russell, I'm going to stop you there, because you haven't got a clue what you're... With respect, you haven't got a clue what you're talking about. You've got no idea... What happened with that fourteen-year-old kid? You've got no idea. I don't. I don't know the story, so I haven't got any idea. But you, you're making up a whole backstory no, about. Don't blame
5: the parents of the child that committed suicide. Well, then, who's, whose I parents blame are you blaming?
2: The parents of
5: the bullies. The bullies oh. see their parents.
2: But again, you're making up bully a back. People. You're making up a backstory.
5: No. it's okay to bully no, people. No,
2: Russell, you're, I, and I know your heart's in the right place, but you're you're you're, you're making up a backstory where you don't know. You don't know why those people do the things that they do. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they're beaten up by their parents. Maybe they're abused by their parents. Exactly. May, but maybe they're Please. not. Maybe they live in yeah. a perfectly normal, loving house with parents, and they just want to go and bully people. You don't know.
5: Not- I have a hard life. I don't go out. Well, um, yeah. bully bullying people because I know what it's
2: like. But you don't know what the. B- I know you do, but you don't know why. You don't know why the bullies are doing it. So you know, listen. I know your heart's in the right play r- place, Russell, but try not to get upset about these things.
5: I have a lot of empathy. Yeah, for everyone, the people in Africa, I cry because they die every day. People commit suicide. I cry because of that.
2: Yeah, it, but you—you you kind it. of have to. You have to learn to take a step back from it and and try not to take it all so personally. Because if you were, if you, if you, if you are aware of all the pain that exists in the world in in one go, then your your head will explode.
5: Well, but I came so close today. I know. I I nearly know. What
2: it feels like. Okay. Alright, Russell. Thanks for calling, man. I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. Thank you very much indeed. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Cleo. Well, um
4: It's all good. Hey, clunky gear changes, <clears throat> it's all good. You get in there, fella. Well, I think
8: I'll, I'll try and make this as positive as I can. Yes. Um It involves mortality and um Ouija boards. And, no, one. The to hallucin- no. Um, hypnosis as well. Oh, a bit yeah. of that in there. Yeah. Well, how do I would well start? I'll start like this. Go. In 2014, I died for three minutes. I had, um... Did you really? I had pneumonia. What's that? Pneumonia.
4: Right. But you said pen Just,
8: before it. I has got a put at the beginning for some reason.
4: It's got what? It's
2: oh, you're saying, it's you're saying
4: p- p- pneumonia. I, see, I see what
2: you're doing. your money. I
8: see what you're doing. Uh, so, um, I thought I was having a heart attack. I was in bed. Yes. Um, because I couldn't breathe. My chest was tight and all that stuff. Yeah. Rang the ambulance. Paramedic came out, went. When um, you, no, can, can I ask, Greg, when you, because
2: yeah. I, when you rang the ambulance for yourself. Yeah. How long did you hold off before you thought, actually, no, this is really serious?
8: Straight away, because I've, you... I've never okay. found anything like this. Okay, yet. okay. Um, they were there quite sharpish. Yeah. I rang me mum, because I knew if she found out via hospital, she'd probably die of a heart attack herself. Yeah. So I said what was going on. Yes. Um, They got there, checked me heart with their little machine, said it's tickety boot. Nothing wrong with me heart, and I was, like, freaking out even more. Yes. Because of that, there was no, there was no answer. Yeah. Ambulance, they said, they've got a bigger machine, it's better, it's linked to the hospital, they can read the data, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Um, they found nothing wrong with me, which again, got us panicking even more.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: And I got into A&E, and all I remember was going in, and a, a voice, a, a doctor, a very nice woman, yeah. um, who i correspond with now, she went... Um, Oh, uh, we don't know what's wrong with you, Lane, but um, we're going to try and work it out. And that was it. I can't remember anything else. But apparently, I spent 24 hours on a ward, totally cogent, talking to people. Mm -hmm. But I was on oxygen. And overnight that night, my oxygen levels went really down. Carbon dioxide went really up. And they got ICU to come and intubate us.
2: Oh, ICU.
8: And that's when I died. Yeah. For three minutes. And um, they reckoned I could have had, like, brain damage as a result, and luckily you haven't, he says. Um, but yeah. I was in an induced coma for three weeks. And the, the, the whole... When, uh, when you see it on TV and they say... Um, or you've got to keep speaking to them because they can hear you and all that stuff. And yes, yeah. you, you can't because well, got, you can't really. I can remember moods. Yeah, and I can remember. I can. I could always tell when my family were there because they were really down. Um, because at one stage they were told to come in and say bye bye. I remember feeling no. And I remember one of my friends. Mm. I was willing her to come in. Really, and just like I'm not going anywhere without saying to her whatever, because I couldn't speak. I was just in a corner. Yeah. But she came, and apparently I tried to wake up, and she ran out saying, "Oh, he's going to be fine." And the doctors were like, "No, he's not." Family were like, "Actually, quite angry with her." Um. But like, I can remember all this. Yeah. And when I came to, probably about two weeks later. I felt great. I was. Oh. They were crying uh-huh. and then and I was tickety boo. Flipping egg. Um, I, wondered, I was wondering what all the fuss was about. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first time it opened my eyes was pitch black at night in a in a little ICU room. All these lights flashing and blurred vision and little bodies swishing past the windows and I was. Utterly convinced that was on a UFO. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow, what yeah. God, it was class. I was like, this is a UFO. I'm in space. Because I was off me box on yeah, yeah. whatever meds I used. Um, and... Yeah, so I, 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 it, sound, it sounds morbid, but I was utterly fascinated with what happened to us. Yeah. So I was keep asking the doctors, and they wouldn't really go into depth, because I don't think they can at that stage, because... It'll freak you out. Um, I ended up on a ward, and I witnessed death. You'd you'd make friends with someone um, and within a day or so they might be dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was quite weird. And You you could even, after six weeks, I was in there for seven in total, after six weeks, you could sort of sense when people had died. Mm -hmm. Sounds a bit weird, but you sort of knew that and everybody, you'd look at you'd, you'd look at each other and think, "Oh, he's gone." You wasn't, you couldn't, you had no real indication. And then the nurses would come in and say, "Oh, we've lost John. or oh, we've lost those lad called Terry, a sound lad, and it's quite weird." Yeah. Um. But what's more weird is six months later, you go back to ICU. with me. You go back and see if you've got any questions, and they offer you to go around and see where you were, and see the equipment, because it's supposed to help with the, um, what's the word, sort of the, the recuperation sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, And I didn't want to go around, I was a bit too freaked out, but I did have the meeting with the me consultant, yeah. who I speak to on Twitter, his class. Um, he told us exactly what happened verbatim, and he asked us a couple of odd questions. And one was just... Um, he said, what, what do you remember about being in ICU? And I was going, God, machines, beeping. He went, no, but what do you remember about how you were treated?" How you were And threatened. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, well, I don't know, what do you mean? I was like, you're amazing, you saved me life. He was like, no, but did you feel trapped? And I was going... Yes. And he was like, did you feel you want a UFO? And I was going, yes. And he went, did you feel um, in any way we were keeping, here, keeping you here against your will? And I was like, yes. Like, what, what's all this about? He sort of knew what I was thinking all along.
7: Yeah.
8: And apparently, because I had pneumonia, which, like, it basically destroyed half me lung. Yeah. At the time, it's, it's recovering. But um, what they do when your visitors have been and gone during visiting hours, they go to town on you, they work on you, so they have to take you off. All the, they basically let you die, yeah, because they've got to make your lungs work again by themselves and not have the machine work on them. Yeah. So that's the and he was saying they use hypnosis for that. We'll H- t- hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. If you were in a coma, how could they hypnotise you? Because they bring you out. Because if you if you're in a coma, you you don't automatically tell you you've got to breathe. Right. And so the, while you're under the scene, they shouted you. Uh, they shout your name because yeah. I have I, I have I've got PTSD as a result. Yeah. And I have nightmares and I have them sh- literally shouting me name. Um. And. But he was saying, um, he, he was trying to be funny, and he went, have you heard of Guantanamo Bay? I went, well, he said, yes. He went, you know, and it's a bit like that, but we do it to help you. <laughs> I like, where
2: did the UFO, hang on a minute, I'm confused. <laughs> where does the UFO thing come into it then? Were they hypnotising
8: you to think that you were on a UFO? The, well, there he was saying, as long as you, you don't really remember what we did, no. So he says, what, they, because, they they brought you out of a coma to hypnotise you. No, 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 no. They do it while you're under, and they bring you out slightly, to take you off some of the sedation, and they say say, yeah. we're going to take the machines off, you're going to have to really try and breathe hard, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, I couldn't, at the before he told us this, I couldn't remember any of this. Well. And he said, because I've still got it now, he said, for a long time, you, you'll have flashbacks, you'll have possibly hallucinations, and you'll have nightmares. It sounds so, like
2: Jacob's Ladder or something. Were you sure they weren't giving you LSD or something, <laughs> co- conducting Dude, some kind of main, mind experiments on you?
8: I'll tell you something, mate. Like, when I was in recovery, <laughs> yeah. my mum and my stepdad came in to visit us. Yes. And we head was buzzing, and I was like... <laughs> they were talk, they were in front of us, yeah. and all I could hear was... <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I can't actually understand what they're saying. No. I heard, um, outside someone going, OK,
4: one, two, three, jump. Come on, come on, one, two, three,
8: jump. And I was like, what the hell is that?
2: Yeah, well, go- I'm getting and
8: confused I, now. Am I, have I, am I on LSD? What is going on? <laughs> I looked out the window, and literally about three or four hundred metres away was a bloke, nuts. now was a bloke, mm-hmm. jumping his kid off the kerb onto the uh, traffic island, yeah. And then for, so and you're was, saying you couldn't hear what was hearing. in front of you, but you had super hearing? Yeah, yeah. And it's apparently it's perfectly normal
4: for, for the for when you when you're in recovery. When you die and come back, you have superpowers for
2: a short amount of time. Is that what you're telling me, Cleo? Drug drug induced superpowers. Baby, I'm there. Thank, thank you for that, man. I love that. I mean, you, obviously you had to die for it to be, become a story, but thank you. Drug induced super. They must have right. That they and by they i mean governments, because they're doing experiments on with drugs on prisoners and, and murderers all the time right and soldiers and stuff they must have drugs that give you like super hearing or super sight they must do they must it would be e- it would be easy wouldn't it to cr- to increase the power of your hearing significantly via a chemical you know um uh, ecstasy was was invented by someone who was trying to invent a cure for the cold and he created ecstasy what was lsd lsd was um lsd was someone trying to create a cure for something i'm sure you imagine you imagine taking that and going well i think i've got a cure I think I've got a cure for the cold. Who wants to go first? Ah, Yeah, I'll try it, sure. Ten minutes later. I love you, man. I love you guys. Yeah, I want to dance. Let's just hug. Let's just hug. I'm a bit sick now. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Really looking for someone who's used a Ouija board. Um, Because you can buy them on Amazon for 35 quid. They're made by Hasbro. Um... But we're not allowed to do one on the radio. We've emailed Ofcom, and ho- hopefully, fingers crossed, someone who, who, who will get that, who gets the show, will come on next week and, and, and tell us why. Or maybe, maybe they'll tell us that we're allowed to do it. Maybe they'll say, yeah, no, actually, you've got it wrong. We changed the rule in 2011, and you're allowed to have seances live on the air. You're allowed to use the Ouija board. Ouija, of course, We, oui, ya, ja. yes, yes, French-German, that's where the name comes from. Um, I've used one. Um, I used it with um, some mates over in Burnham Beaches when I was about 16 years old. And we got someone from the war. And then we asked Richard Kukowski, who was one of the Polish gentlemen we were with, to take his fingers off and it stopped moving. So what that tells me is Richard Kukowski was um, possessed by um, someone from the war. 0344-499-1000 Oh, 344 four, four, nine, nine, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio Late Nights, Ian Lee on talk Radio. talk Radio
0: We have ways of making you talk Oh three four 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 nine nine one
2: thousand is the telephone number. Catherine joins me in the studio.
12: Word. You ever used a Ouija board? No. Well...
2: Oh, oh, go on.
12: I was going to say no, but when I was in France once, I hung out with some very naughty French kids. Yes or no? Well, they drew one on a piece of paper. That counts.
2: I drew one on a piece of paper. Yeah. Counts. Counts. I mean, the the board itself isn't sacred or blessed or anything. You know, it's just, um... Uh, i invented, I think the was invented around about 1912, I'm going to say. And I don't know where I've plucked that information from. Uh, maybe from the unexplained that I had for three weeks before I got rid of them again, realising, well, this is just taking up a lot of room. And I'm never <laughs> going to read it. So I gave them away. Uh, what And who did you contact? Someone from the war?
12: Uh, la Guerre. Calcon de la Guerre.
2: Well, in the English, mate. Well, Ra- someone from the Ra- from Ra- an from English raid. Probably British. the
12: war. I don't British know. Radio. We were a little bit drunk.
2: Yeah. That's the best way. Um, to do it but yeah we got one from because there was off just off the bath road near where some of my friends lived there was like a magical shop um above um a garage and we used to go up there but it was scary because it was it was not like in a row of shops it was sort of in the, in the middle of nowhere on this busy road and you had to go around the back of this building and upstairs and knock on the door oh gosh and that's where i first got interested in hypnotism because i saw they had a book on hypnotism I was, We were 15 we used to go there but I didn't buy it. But um, but we did... We bought... Um, a, Wayne bought a Ouija board from there, I think. And where else... What did we buy? We bought some bits and pieces. We were all into that black, black magic and stuff. Was, we were into black magic at school. And uh, Mr Dunn, our deputy head, who was a very devout Christian and wore suits from the 1970s, um, he was furious. He was furious. And then he saw us... One, uh, Andrew, I'll come to you in a minute. And then he saw us... Um, playing with the hacky sack.
12: Remember the hacky sack? Yeah, like bean bags. L- little
2: bean bag and you had to kick it and yeah. uh, you had to you couldn't you, you had to touch it you had to keep it up in the air.
7: Yeah.
2: And um we he saw us playing with that. And um we all got in terrible trouble. He thought it was a black magic thing. What? He thought the, <laughs> he thought the hacky sack was a black magic thing. Gosh. We did all get called in to see him one by one because for some reason in the f- fourth year, fifth year, um we had to write reports on what we liked doing. Oh, I think we were writing CVs or something. We had to write down our interests. And three or four of us wrote down...
12: The occult. Yeah, black magic. <laughs> That's going to get you a job. Yeah, yeah, pumped. yeah.
2: And he called us in one by one to, to, to explain exactly what we meant and to warn us, this is a teacher, to warn us off because it could drive us insane or would damage us.
12: Why, why do some teachers forget what it is to be a young person? So quickly, yeah.
2: Uh, let's go to uh, Andrew Weston Webb. Uh, hi, Ian.
13: Hey, Andrew. Um, it, I didn't use an Ouija board, um, uh-huh. but I did contact a dead person.
2: Tell me
0: more.
13: Um, it's about eighteen years ago. He's he was a, uh, a three times published novelist. Yes, and he. Had personal problems, and he went and jumped off Clifton Suspension Bridge in Bristol. Oh
2: blimey! Yes, I know the bridge. Yeah.
13: Uh, yes, I'm afraid it's a popular suicide spot. Yeah. And I was very um, distressed by this because he meant a lot to me in my life. And I did you know well, him reason... personally, or were you just a fan of his work? No, no.
2: I
4: he he um, he was a a teacher, uh, right. but not a
13: teacher in the, at a school. He was a teacher of. Um, uh, creative talents, so let's yes. put it that way. And he'd improved my life no end, and, and I was coincidentally um, learning how to remote view. Now, the remote viewing
2: is when you kind of get, if you, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, it's when you enter a meditative state and you are able to go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the cosmos? Well,
13: it, it's called the theta state. Yes. Theta. Uh, T-H-E-T-A. And I'm not sure about the traveling in the cosmos, but I sort of focused my attention, and you can get some music that that helps you to accomplish this state. Wow. And I had a conversation with him over 14 nights, and he revealed information to me that, because I wrote it all down, and I shared it with his surviving partner, and she said, "Well, how did you know all that? Oh, you know, these were—oh, the sort of, wow! These were sort of confidential, private yeah. details that he was telling me that I had no way of knowing." Yeah, and um, um, she raised a bit of an objection. She didn't really want it to sort of <laughs> go any further, really. Yeah. But I—I I, I sort of feel <laughs> there is something to it. I can't explain it. Mm. But I did definitely have this conversation, and it lasted for a, a fortnight.
2: And this was after he passed away. I mean, he, this was after he passed away. And so, and so, where were you? Where were you meeting him then? In this, um, this, this
13: state, where, 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 where was he? Well, it wasn't. There wasn't any sort of physical state. It was more right. sort of mental. It was. It was well. just as though we were chatting, like you and I.
2: Yeah. Isn't that uh, so incredible? A, 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 have you um, uh, uh, have you you done these? Have you d- done this remote viewing since? I mean, could you, for example, um, come you know come into the studio remotely?
13: I don't know. whether I have still got the the music, uh, but i have uh, the music. I do Hang do on, Andrew. I <laughs> it can't be just
2: the music that does it. What music is it? it it's got a particular rhythm
13: to it. It okay. sort of helps with the brainwave. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But, but um, prior to that, I had spent uh, an hour alone in the um, granite sarcophagus of the giant pyramid in Egypt. Yeah. In the dark. Yeah. I was totally alone in the pyramid. Yeah. And I believe that I astro-travelled. In the pyramids? I, in the pyramids, yeah. So believe-
2: you went to the pyramids physically... Yes, and while you were I, in there, you astro-travelled to.
13: Well, I believe it was the Pleiades. The what? Uh, a, a group of planets called the Pleiades, which match in exactly the pattern of the pyramids on uh, planet Earth. <sighs> I'm spe- I'm speechless, Andrew. Well. I paid a man £25 to fuse the lights when I went into the pyramid so no one else would come in. So I climbed up at the uh, staircase up to the king's chamber and I lay down in the granite sarcophagus. And within a few minutes, I felt an incredible thrust in my back, almost as though I was, well, I had traveled on Concord and it was like as though I was on Concord again. Yeah. And you went to the and Pleiades? Well, I don't know. I was I was flying through space, and I was in a panic because I didn't—I think I was going to come back. Had you? <laughs> can I ask you questions?
2: Yes, sir. Have you ever taken LSD? Um, um, no, I don't think I ever have. Okay. Have you ever taken any hallucinogenic drug? Well, I've taken weed. Okay, that's fine. Um, and, and had but you? Ta- I wasn't under the influence no, at the time. No. Um. I'd love to get my hands on this this music. What's it called? Well, I can find out, and I'll let you know. Yeah, please do, because um, I'd be really interested to... um, Maybe we could play some of it on the radio and see if... if... Oh, 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 oh. I I
13: just think, Ian, you have to be a little bit careful with this. I tried this as an experiment, and it sort of freaked me out a bit. But I just think that there is more to this than meets the eye, or the ear, as they say, and, and I just don't know that it's... Why it's being sold as a game, I have no idea. But I think there are things going on in this world which we don't know about, and I think there are means available to us to access these things.
2: Andrew, I really uh, appreciate I mean, your call. Thank you for your time, mate. OK, and thank, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Well, the thing is, he sounded like an absolutely thoroughly decent, grounded gentleman. Not like the normal gibbering idiots we get on this show. Um... I, I hope he does find that music, and I, I understand the, the, the brain waves can be manipulated, and, and they can be attuned to different ambiances. Um, I'd like to hear that music, and I would listen to it at home first, and if I felt it was safe...
12: If you came back.
2: I would play it on the radio. Here's the thing, I've just remembered, talking about that shop we used to go to, i just remembered a book I bought from it, and I remember in my first year. I was quite lonely in my first year at university. Aww. I was. I was quite lonely. I didn't. The first year, I I, I didn't like it at all. I hated it, and I was. It, it, the course wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I didn't really make many friends, and I was, I was quite lonely. So I would um, do weird things, like this book I bought on astral projection, right? And I tried it, and I, it was quite a dull book actually. But it taught you how to astrally project yourself and one of the tricks is listen to relaxing music and meditate and then you know it's proven that meditation does affect the um brain waves the alpha waves of the brain and it it can also affect the rhythms of your heart and things like that is one of the the, the, one of the the tricks that they taught you was don't drink all day so you're really thirsty right and then before you go to bed (laughs) you pour yourself a nice cool glass of water but you leave it in another room, right? And then when you're um, in bed, right, and you're meditating, you astrally project yourself to leave your body and walk to the room with the water in and drink the cool water.
12: Right. How did that work out for you?
2: Uh, It didn't. But, 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 saying that, I did also buy, um, you could buy these, like, these tapes. (laughs) You could buy these tapes. You're their only customer. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy these tapes that would increase your psychic powers. Right, right. It would teach you how to become psychic. And I do remember. This is the first summer holiday between the first year and the second year. I had this tape, and I played this tape constantly. And it was, you, it would hypnotize you, and then it would um, encourage you to think of a person, and reach out to that person, and and com- c- connect with them psychically. Right.
12: Psychic stalking.
2: Um, I'm going to carry on. And I did this for about two or three weeks. And the person that I was connecting with wrote me a letter. Oh. Now. Was it your mum? No, it wasn't my mum, because it was not my mum's, it was the summer holidays, you, you twit. Um, now.
12: Was it your grand? No, it wasn't. It was, it was
2: a girl I fancied, if you must know, but she didn't know I fancied her.
12: What'd she write your letter for? Um. Cease and desist.
2: No you're being a, you're being really dickish tonight We've, we're yeah. having people phoning up and i'm going to send you back out there with 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 the christian in a minute where you can you two can have a little little moan y- yourself about all this stuff i am we we might our guests might have been murdered by the government and you're you're they're being a being a absolute tit <laughs> you're being a tit catherine <laughs> We, we may have had a guest murdered, we are expanding our consciousness, we're trying to do something a little bit different, a little bit, just trying to learn something, you're being a tit.
12: Okay, maybe it's a defence mechanism, because yeah. I know you're getting close to or the Or maybe truth. it's
2: because you're a tit. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's that, maybe that's it, maybe, maybe it's just because you are a tit.
12: Say so what you mean. Yeah,
2: well I will. What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think about that hypothesis? I will tell so, you what I think. Is that a hypothesis? Can you can you run up the data and check the the stats on that? I'll tell you what
12: I think through the medium of thought waves.
2: See, you saw that on Periscope. That's actual um uh, that's actual abuse. I'm going to turn to the camera. Oh, we've got another hour of this. As our guest might have been might have been silenced by the government or dark forces, we just don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Quite a spooky show this evening. Quite a spooky show because our guest uh, has has disappeared, um, and uh, we are talking about ouija boards. We are talking about seances. We are talking about forces that we cannot understand. That some of us choose not to understand because of our Tiny little my, a pathetic northern minds, <laughs> oh. or some of us, the more metropolitan, are actually like. I don't understand this, but I'd like to hear your stories and your experiences, and I'd like to, I'd like to learn from you. Um, some of us don't want to learn because we're tits, but some <laughs> of us, some of us would like to learn from you, um, and that's what the next hour is going to be. It's going to be a learning experience. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and you can. And I'm actually going to say this. Um, Catherine is in the studio with me. If you'd rather she left because you're worried that she will laugh, I will happily... I will happily...
12: I'll evacuate.
2: That is not... No. That is not even a problem for me to do that. That would literally be my pleasure to ask her to... That would be my pleasure to instruct her to leave... (laughs) the room okay so if you're feeling oh, i don't you know i, 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 I want to talk to ian but oh, the God. woman is, is 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 as ian says correctly a tit <laughs> um that's <laughs> fine that 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 problem can be erased completely what uh, are you
12: going to erase me now
2: oh three four 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 nine, Chance chance be a fine thing oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand it's late nights with ian lee
1: late nights ian lee on talk radio. radio
0: we have ways of making you talk
14: In this guided meditation, you will have an opportunity to relax your body very deeply, to calm and center your mind, and to go into an expanded state of awareness where you can ask for and receive messages that are important to you. First, find a quiet place to comfortably sit or lie down where you will not be disturbed. Shut off your phone, Close the door, dim the lights, do whatever you need to do to ensure that you will not be disturbed during this exercise. This is your time, a time for total relaxation and inner stillness. I will guide you through a body relaxation, Robert Monroe's affirmation, and then you will experience a free-flowing period of calming hemisync signals where you can perceive far beyond the limits of the five physical senses, where you can ask questions to which you desire an answer. Come on,
2: sit down, we've just started.
14: Begin now by closing your eyes and taking in a slow, deep breath. Hold it for a moment these
2: meditations are on youtube this is the this is almost identical to the one that i i did when i was a student it was a bloke doing it similar accent um ed when you get a moment if you could turn Catherine's microphone on but there's no rush
12: <laughs> cheeky
2: cheeky get. Yeah. speaking of cheeky gets here's some more we'll have to uh, this may be his last phone call but if we want to speak to him after a few weeks time we'll have to use a ouija board it's dennis
15: good evening uh, I... Dennis, can you hear me? I can
2: hear you, yes. Are you there, Dennis? Uh, Is yes, Dennis I did a, there? did one of these sessions that you did. Dennis, <laughs> we can't... Dennis, we are peaceful. Do you have any messages for us? Yes. Let me speak.
15: Please speak, Dennis. <laughs> right. Some time ago, there used to be a guru over here. Yeah. I've joined that group, and uh, you had to go to certain people's houses with a piece of fruit out a flower, and they have to teach you to relax. <laughs> have a mantra, which was a word of no use at all.
2: Hang on, was it, you didn't do transcendental meditation, did you? I did, yes. Hang on a minute, because the, the piece of fruit, I've done this, the piece of fruit and the handkerchief.
12: What can you take That banana? No, well, you can take some piece of fruit and
2: a handkerchief, it's a tradition, I've done it. Where, where, when did you do transcendental meditation, you old head?
15: Years ago, but I've, since then I've bought a disc. I've got a pair of goggles you put on when you you put the disc and start it playing. Yeah. That that gives you a, a sort of a mantra.
2: I've got it, I've got a mantra. I've I got a mantra. And my boys keep asking me to tell them. I keep saying I ain't telling you. It's a
7: secret.
15: Oh uh, yeah, well, I said I did that. For some mm.
7: time.
15: Yes, it's a self-induced uh, meditation. Yes. Self-induced hypnosis. Yes, yes. You can fly if you do it the right way.
2: Yogic flying. He's talking about that. How the how the hell do you know about this, Donovan? <laughs> uh, yeah, the yogic flying. Although I was I was disappointed by the yogic flying. If you've ever seen a video of it, it's not really flying. I've seen it. No. They
12: like bounce around the back bouncing sides. around
2: and uh, bouncing around with cross legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but I do. I th- do you still do it, Dem. No, I stopped doing it some time ago. Well,
15: I no,
12: still no. do
2: it. I still so do it twice a day for twenty minutes. I tend to do it once a day, but I still do it. I have a little meditation. Clears well, my thoughts. I've got this
15: device, a pair of goggles you put on. Yes, and the disc. Yes, all joined together. Instead of going. The music—I can't remember the music—but you, the lights start flashing on and off, also hypnotizes you. Yeah, and you start counting backwards from one hundred. You know that's the business. By the time you get to about ninety-five, you begin to fade out.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, you're probably a little bit closer to, to talking to the dead than any of us.
15: Well, that's bizarre. But I bought a thing tonight to put by the side of the bed so that if I can't sleep, I press a button, you get either birds tweeting. Oh, yeah. Water, water flush. Not flushing, because otherwise you're out of bed having a
2: pee. Yeah, no, that's... I know. Yeah, no, you can get those alarm clocks that do that, and then they can, um... I was looking at getting those alarm clocks that wake you up with natural light.
12: Yeah, I was going to do that, but then it's not fair on whoever you're sleeping with, Well,
2: it? also, I don't, you know, I don't have a day job, so I don't need to wake up. Very rarely do I need to wake up.
12: I've got thin curtains. Yeah. Job done. It, I,
2: I've got kids, so if I need to wake up, or even if I don't need to wake up, they'll <laughs> wake me up, so... That's that problem solved, then.
15: I go at two. I go to bed at two o'clock, and I wake at six. Pop up. My missus goes into the bathroom now. She could make a rubber dustbin clang.
7: Yes.
15: But there's a lot of noise on there. But uh, no, I'm, I'm up. Breakfast. Have a little. This is the, in the thing a-
2: that worries me about getting older more than anything else. Is th- th- you don't sleep as much because you don't need that much sleep when you're old.
15: Well, i was in the afternoon. I like sleeping. I've got some exercise machines as well,
2: so. Yeah active, you know. Do you see what you don't see anymore? And I've been to gyms all across the world. You don't see, um, chest expanders. <laughs> you know, have a chest expanders. Yes, the, I've got a set of those.
12: But they don't, you don't... In cartoons, you always trap your, your nipples or your chest hair Yeah, in but
2: I, I mean, I had some chest expanders when I was a kid and you... No,
12: Obviously. You, you
2: don't... <laughs> oh, shatter. Well, you you could have done with a set. But you don't, um... I'm doing all right, thanks. You don't, um, you don't see those anymore. And I wonder if that's because they were rubbish. Put your foot in one
15: of the handles and use the other
2: one of the... Well. Oh, yeah, but you've got... Uh, we, we, we've all done this. Your foot slipped and it's gone flying in your face. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's... Dennis, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um. Here's a story.
12: I had a hypnosis, um, CD for w- when I was pregnant. Oh, it's supposed right. to mean yeah. that it comes out like a oh, wet right. seal. Oh, yeah. But it didn't... The drugs helped but actually i never heard that cd more than about 10 minutes of it because it made me go to sleep every time yeah great story (laughs) you're so rude as you're so rude
2: chat show well you you just mocked a bloke who's good went up to the pleiades i never as chat show revelations go Jean-Luc Picard's admission on the Graham Norton show couldn't have been any more personal. Well, you need to listen to this show in the rabbit hole. If you want to hear personal admissions...
12: Oh, it doesn't get much more personal.
2: And speaking of rabbit holes, I mean, yeah.
12: Flipping, out.
2: And though the BBC One programme is known for its adult tone, Jean-Luc Picard soon regretted his candor.
12: His name isn't Jean-Luc Picard, that's Well,
2: his... I don't know his real name. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard, 76, <laughs> told how he mistakenly thought... He was circumcised no, I don't believe it. for much of his life.
12: This is a Brian blessed.
2: Until a doctor told him he was not. Now, I've never worked with Jean-Luc. I've had no contact. But I do know... I, I do know... I, I did know a couple of people who were up and coming in the acting world, right? And Jean-Luc would badger them, or Hector, whichever one you want to go for, both fit, to, um... This was a few years ago, but to be, um prominent and to speak out in favour of the Labour Party. Oh. The, probably the general election when the coalition got in. Um, he, he was badgering and hectoring a couple of friends of mine, to uh, because they were celebrities, to speak up in favour of the Labour Party.
12: So you think that's got a connection with his um papers? Well,
2: no, I'm just saying he's a, he's a, he's a pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he thought he was circumcised for much of his life until a doctor told him he was not. Jean-Luc long believed he had undergone the procedure as a child, but that an intimate moment with his wife led to him getting checked out by a doctor. Oh. He told Norton, no, see, I could probably do Jean-Luc. Make it so, Mr. Wolf, So he says, make it... Mm, right, me, me, my, mm. I'm just trying to find... <laughs> I like
12: the preparation noise. Well, I, I, I,
2: I put a lot of work into my characters. Um... Let me find. Hang on a minute. Let me find a clip of him saying something. Hang on a minute. Hang on a
12: minute. He's a Yorkshireman, really, isn't
2: he? Yeah, oh, but he's RP because he's been to Rando, isn't posh. he? Um, um, Jean-Luc Picard talking. Let's see what comes up. Um, here we go. there we go. So, that Let's. Um, there's an advert coming up. Let's pass. Pause the adverts. Ah, he's, he's kind of actuary, but not that actuary. What about, I mean, was was the, did they hold the boldness against you? I mean, was there a fear that- Fair play. Michael Parkinson asks the best questions. Listen to this. This is a cracking question from Parky. This is why Parky is the king of the chat shows. What about, I mean, was was it, did they hold the boldness? (laughs) What about, Michael Bublé? It's just, (laughs) you miserable sexist. What about, I mean, was was it, did
13: they hold the boldness against you? I mean, was there a feeling that perhaps in the 24th century, Ah, which is when this ah, thing is. Right, yes, that
15: that, that, that came up at the very first press conference. Uh, A reporter asked Gene Roddenberry, um, Gene Roddenberry.
2: Look, 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 look. A reporter asked Gene Roddenberry. A reporter asked Gene Roddenberry, look, it's not bad, it's getting there. It's in the right town. <laughs> I haven't quite found the, uh, the, the estate yet, but it's in the, A reporter asked Gene Roddenberry, look. <laughs> um, he told Norton, one night, my wife, as you do, uh, one night with my wife, as you do, we were talking about stuff, and I mentioned my circumcision, and she said, you're not circumcised. I said, what do you mean? That's ridiculous. I should know. All my life, my mother has told me it was fashionable at the time. <laughs> he reported, that's not bad, that's not bad. Well... For a first go, you do, Jean-Luc. I'm not a man. Thank you.
12: No, that was me doing...
2: He reported how, during a checkup the next day, he asked his doctor, I am circumcised, aren't I? <laughs> he took a closer look and said, not. I am Jewish. I definitely know the difference. They should have got them out and compared.
5: Look, this is a...
2: That's not he circumcised. Sh- this is done. a circumcised
12: one. Do you know in America they do it as a matter of course?
2: Uh, yeah, I know they do. boys, because... I right, think it's abuse. I think it's abuse to cut the end of a boy's winkle my, off.
12: My sister w- gave birth in America to two little boys. Yeah, One at a time. And um, with her first one... They dose them up. Yeah. They dose them up. So she was on quite a lot of uh, medication, drugs. And uh, she remembers saying <sighs> when she would had the boy... Uh, she said, uh, make sure they don't castrate him. Oh, Christ. Yeah, right. Mix it up. We
2: well, had to have... Our youngest had to be um, circumcised because he had um, terrible problems with his, his bladder and his kidney. Mm. One of his kidneys wasn't wired up to his bladder properly. It was... The, the tube was kind of like the wrong way round or something. And so he was getting terrible infections and he it got really, really poorly, really poorly. And he, got, he, was, he was touch and go for a bit. Um, so they had to do an operation on him when he was, I guess... 18 months something like that it seems like it's such a long time ago now and it was also all consuming at the time and they had to do an operation and kind of re- they had to take a tube out of somewhere else and use that to reconnect his, his bladder and his kidney uh, and they said because he's he, he, this may flare up at any point, um, and he's more prone to getting urinary infections you're best to have him circumcised yeah. so that that will reduce the risk of there being any dirt or anything and I remember being quite, I mean, we were always going to do it because the doctor said do it and was like, well, we're not going to be stupid and, and not follow his advice. But I do remember thinking, oh, I felt, um, I felt quite uncomfortable about the fact that it was going to happen, that, that that something so permanent was being done to my little boy. And I do think whether it be for religious reasons or for cultural reasons or whatever, I do think it's abusive to cut the end of a, you know to cut the foreskin off and people say well you don't need it and it's i mean the reason that that is that it's the, the, the people of faith do it is um because back in the day they get it, you get sand and all kinds of stuff mm. trapped in it you know but th- th- we are hygienic now we, we we clean we bathe every day we shower every day mm. i just think it's abusive to do it and i've never got it i've never got it and i've never spoken about it i, I don't have that many jewish friends but i've never spoken about it with a jewish friend and said but what come on man you must know that that is distressing to do that to a baby. That's an unpleasant thing to Muslims do it. I think Muslims do it as well, don't I they? I think so. I think so. It's not just a Jewish thing. I just think it's a, it's a thoroughly unpleasant thing to do to, to a baby. It's, it's not been done to um,
13: Jean-Luc Picard.
2: Good evening, Mark.
13: Hello, Ian. Hello, Mark. Hello. Um, so I've just been put through to your show, um, and i am sort of been a little bit nervous. Okay. Did you call up? I did, indeed. Okay, so it's not—it's not, it's not uh, a complete surprise. It was no. It's an impulsive uh, thing. It's—it's it's a little bit delicate. Uh, it's it was basically to do with what's going on uh, with the Brexitism and Donald Trumpism, and basically the effect it's having on my marriage, uh, which I've learned tonight from my uh, my wife for twenty-four years is. Seeking to separate from myself because of our views, separate views um, which basically outlandishes. I accuse her of uh, her character's very different she's uh, seeming more like Donald Trump these days than she was two years ago though' uh, I really don't know what to say in i'm sorry i'm a little bit uh, it's an impulse to call your show and um I've been with her for. 24 years well basically we've been married 24 years and she's my she's my best friend um not really entirely know what to tell you but it's just this this anger anger inside her and this this, this whole so sort of one-sided point of view which is really um shocking to see in someone you've known for so many years Hello? Yeah. I've d- I no idea what you're talking about. Uh, my marriage is collapsing due to Donald Trump. Well, yeah, it, it so but,
2: how... Oh I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll no, give I'm it... S- I'll go along for two minutes. Um, wh- ha- why? Why? What's Donald Trump
13: got to do with it? Has he grabbed your but, wife by the what's-it? if I may explain, we're both uh, retired uh, barristers... And we've seen quite a lot in our lives in, in in terms of people's views, points, and the way things are. Um, my wife, which I thought was, I believe we're very liberally minded in, in inviting people into our country. In, you know, a whole basis. I'm I'm Jewish. Um, and my, my my wife was actually German. Um, Is German, but her parents were. were. We're both immigrants in this country. And... Uh, just to see the point of view of... Uh, what do you think about um, circumcision? Why would you say such a
2: thing? Well, because you, we, we were just talking about it while you were waiting to come on.
13: <sighs> well, I apologise, Ian. I, I spoke to your researchers uh, on the phone and just asked them if it was appropriate to speak out. The reason why I wanted to call... was well, what I do was you think about circumcision? Other... I wondered... Well, circumcision is a good thing. Why? Well, 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 what is, well, because I think it's uh, abusive. Well, uh, depends if uh, I, uh, depends on the size of your penis, and depends if uh, well, so you're doing, if you're, you're, if you're if doing your it to babies. If, if, if you're doing it to so babies, to the though, they've got small penises. Viral. No, no, no. I do. I kind of see it, it, and this is actually wrong without a child actually having a, uh, its own permission. Right. Are you circumcised?
2: Know... Yes. Right, uh, 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 and don't you feel that part
13: of you is missing? Yes, and very metaphorically speaking, I, f- I find half the country quite missing really with this. We I think we've been completely circumcised without really having our own permissions granted. So, uh, thank you for bringing that up, really. You're very welcome. I just think I just think that, that kids, of...
2: I just think that the kids, I just think that the the kids having a bit of their penis cut off. Um, I just think it's abusive and I don't understand why is, any faith right. or or, or, or cultural it is. It is. reason for it doing it.
13: Ian, I absolutely agree with you, and it's barbaric, and and this is my point, really. It's not, is it? We are back in the medieval world. No, we're not. And these medieval Where did you study law? ...which, from circumcision to marriage or convenience... Where did you study law? ...it doesn't believe in... it shouldn't be in this part of our society. Where did you study law? Why would you ask?
2: Where did you study law?
13: Ian, where have you studied law?
2: I didn't say I was a barrister.
13: I said I'm a barrister. Was what, what does they have to do? With, I'm just explaining about my second step. Where did you study in, law? My partner. Um, why are you asking that?
2: Because I don't believe you I studied
13: did, law. I, 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 I did, did, no, because I see where you're going with I it. I don't believe you studied law. Why would you not even? Who's told you that? That's a very. Uh, why are you trying to? disguise the question to what I'm trying to
2: imply about. Mark, this is Mark, this is terrible, man. Listen up fair play. You've phoned up and you've had a crack and we've had a bit of fun and I've indulged you a bit and you've
13: indulged my yeah. nonsense and that's great.
6: Yeah. But this is terrible. Yeah. May
2: I ask
13: you sir, may I ask you sir I've actually called up and I actually asked your researchers yes. about a, a a very serious Thing, which where I did think you study law? Impacting on... No, 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 because uh, you've been a very terrible journalist. I'm not a journalist. I've the question to my answer. Why I'm, I'm, not ju- I'm not a journalist. Just... I'm actually talking about relationships and the impact of... I'm talking what... about
2: penises yeah. and where you
13: studied law. Why are you trying to question? Would you like to look up my details online? No, I just—I abju- don't know why you're being so
2: jumpy about it. If if someone
13: to ask no, me he, where I studied, I'd, I'd tell you. Because I—I I feel a little bit insulted because you're actually just questioning who I am. No, not at all. You're getting we're very paranoid, Mark. You're getting very paranoid. I, Ian, listen. You're a radio presenter. You want to talk over people? That's fine. No, Mark, Mark. you wanted. I thought there. Mark. Thought, I this thought is Mark. Radio station. I'm wasn't giving about you to people. No. Not about a radio presenter. What's no,
2: Mark? I'm giving you three out of ten for this. Very. Very, very poor effort.
13: Very God, poor effort. He could, could have done a lot better being Sven of course. Of course he could. But, um, but uh, a fair play. You phoned, a crazy, you, listen, we we no you phoned
2: up and you listen. We had no callers. You phoned up to to make up a story about it. Uh, and you had to go, and it's great. This just isn't those no, one no, of those he, kind he, of shows he, that you can phone, phone up and anything.
13: prank. I'm actually t- uh, trying to explain about the partnership. No,
2: no, 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 no and Mark, it's and not the, working. Why, why Mark, why would, Mark, the gag is Mark, the gag isn't working. Are you a Tory and just would Mark, not refuse to listen to Mark, other people in the world... the, the gag isn't partners. working, mate. The, I'm, I'm
13: saving you any further embarrassment. Oh, so you are on the Alan Parcher's grave shift. The, Good night.
2: Thank you, Mark. The gag wasn't working, mate. You've embarrassed yourself. You tried to prank... Call a show. You kind of put the phone down. You've tried to prank call a show that it's kind of impossible to prank because we welcome anybody on the show. So and, and Alan Partridge does mid-mornings, of course. Mid-morning matters. Um, so you, you
12: <laughs> attempted pwn <laughs> I mean, failed. Mark,
2: that was. I mean, <laughs> I was prepared. The thing is, I, listen. I don't mind. I don't mind playing along with the wind-up but at least make it interesting and funny. You know, if you're going to do it, make it interesting, make it funny, make it controversial if you want. But that was neither of those things. Mark, I appreciate the effort, mate. Do try again. Thank you. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth using sleepover. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On talk
1: radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. Oh, he's a comedian,
2: was he? Right, okay, should have made that clearer in the call by being funny. Um, You can't prank this show because we let anyone on. There's no filter. Whenever we have... The few times we have a guest producer, I will say, listen, the only rule I've got is if they wouldn't normally get on, put them at the front of the queue. You can't prank this show. You know, it's...
12: But, I mean...
2: well anyway, listen, I'm not gonna knock the lad. He also, had a crack.
12: Well, also um He
2: had a crack. Be
12: a little bit gracious about it if you get found out. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. Um evening,
12: Keith.
13: Hello, mate, how are you?
2: Good, thank you.
12: Hi,
13: Catherine. Hi. Um, I was thinking about the stuff that you were talking about, um, in the last hour. Yeah. You know, the mystical stuff and uh yes. that sort of thing. And I, I think you're going about it like via the long route. Go on, what's the short route? So do you know what? I've, I've been sort of hearing a lot about, and then reading a little bit, about DMT. Are you aware of those? The, the drug. Uh, the, the, the 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 substance. I don't really want to call it a drug. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a, a, a substance. Yeah, but it's a drug, though. It exists in everything.
2: What do you mean, it exists in everything?
13: So, it is kind of, you could describe it as a drug.
2: Right. But, well, it's a, it's a drug, isn't it? <laughs>
13: Yeah, but the evidence suggests that DMT exists within every single thing in the entire world that we know. Are you tripping now, man? Because this is the kind no, of stuff man. I would have spouted twenty five years ago. <sighs> do you know what? Do, do you know what? Me too. And I, I, I sort of I don't do drugs anymore.
2: Um, and can I, I, I just have to say, and I know this, you know, but 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 I do I do my boss has pulled me up a couple of times saying well you got a bit close to encouraging people to take drugs that show um i i have a history of drugs i haven't had a drink or a drug for nearly 12 and a half years and my life is a whole lot better without any of those things in there so don't do drugs kids like you're gonna listen to me anyway i've done that go on
13: i will back that up as well and i said don't do drugs kids drugs are bad yeah but the
2: thing is, though, kids aren't going to listen to a couple of old farts like us. They'll be at home now with their <laughs> bongs going, listen to these idiots. Have
13: another hit on this. <laughs> they're, all, they're all chasing DMT. Yes, man. <laughs> but yeah, do you know what? DMT is an interesting one. And uh, I haven't haven't, I haven't, done it. And I, I probably never will. Good. Because uh, it, it, it scares me a little bit. Um, but, but, but if it's the, in everything,
2: sort of... can't you just lick yourself and get high? <laughs> Um, No-one's seen Keith a, for
12: a, while. a <laughs> while, he's in, ha- in the house licking himself.
2: <laughs> licking himself off. Oh, I didn't mean to <laughs> sound like that. I
3: mean... <laughs> didn't mean it to sound like that! I didn't mean that! <laughs> you always take
13: it to
12: the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never took
13: there! Oh, I, I didn't mean it <laughs> like that. I didn't mean it like that, I Sorry. mean, I've, you know, <laughs> I'm rubbing my ribs, I'm frotting my, my trees. Hey,
5: it's
2: fun, now, here, can I
13: just say? Did you just say frotting? Yep.
12: Yeah. Because it's today...
2: For the first time in years, I thought of the word frottage. Oh, right. Um, frottage. And I don't know why, no, I know exactly why I thought of it, because I was on a really crowded train, so the, the word frottage that, popped up into my head. And uh, the thing about frottage, this is when you rub I've yourself against other people for sexual vi- pleasure. I've been the victim of that. Um... And there's a, there's a really weird book about John Lennon written by his, um, his manservant, David, I think it's David Seaman. And, um, he talks about how they go on, uh, Fred Seaman, Fred Seaman. They go <laughs> on a, David
12: Seaman's a Golden. No, no, no. They go on a,
2: they go <laughs> yeah, on a, tra- they go on a train. Him and John Lennon go on a train and then the lights go out and everyone starts a bit of frottage. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to use it in the correct, t- um, yeah. but it always reminds me of cottage cheese. <laughs> I always think of cottage cheese. <laughs> cottage. cottage. Cheese. Imagine, imagine if the only thing you had to eat for the rest of your life was cottage cheese.
12: It's just, it's oh. just French. for Frotte is to um, to rub. So frottage is rubbing.
2: Well, so what is cottage cheese then? Where's that rub from?
12: <laughs> Off a of cheese.
7: Um,
2: but yeah, I, I hadn't thought of the word frottage for a long, long time. And, and you've mentioned it, which means maybe... Um,
12: maybe it's time.
13: Time to rub. <laughs> well, I, I, do you know what? I've been rubbing all day Steady. long. It's been a long week of rubbing. Uh, How's the meat business going, man? Do you know what? This has been the busiest week of my life. It's mental. How does it work? Have
2: you? So you, you've got a, how old is your business? Uh, about eighteen months old. And is, is it just you? Yeah. Right, and, and so you haven't got premises or anything.
13: How does it work? So um, I've got a sort of a, a, a premises of sorts. Yeah. I have. I have a commercial prep kitchen. Yeah. Where 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 all the rubbing goes on, um, in my bear cave. Um, and I, I, I supply goods to the restaurant industry.
2: And it's going all right. It's, it, it, you, you know, you You're doing okay
13: out of it. Do you know what? I have enough. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Yeah, I've got enough. And uh, do you know what? I'm a lot happier than I used to be. Yeah. I used to have, like, a, pro- a proper job and shiz. mm and and I quite like not having a proper
2: job. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And I mean, I, I I've I've not had a proper job for years. You know, the closest thing to a proper job was the three county show because it was you know we'd get in at five, and I'd leave about midday. I mean, that's still not a full day, but that's you know it's 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 kind of the longest hours I've worked in years and years and years. And um, I I often think if if I hadn't got lucky, right. If I hadn't got on the TV, or if, w- when the TV work dried up, I hadn't got offered a job on LBC, and LBC, David Lloyd and Scott Solder, totally saved my life and my career. If that hadn't happened, I would have ended up, I'd, I'd be in a real job by now, proper job. And I, 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 you, I couldn't do it. I cu- I don't think I could do it, you know. I mean, I could do it for my family and stuff, and of course, you know, I'd, I'd do anything to, to feed the, the boys and keep the roof over their heads. But, um... You know, I, I talk about being suicidal now. I don't think I could do a proper, a, an actual proper job. The hours you know, and the, at,
13: the grind. I've reached that stage now where I've been kind of out of the 95 long enough where I just, I couldn't do uh, Yeah. I couldn't. It's the people, you know?
12: Who was it we, was talk- we were talking to the other day who said that after a while... Oh, maybe i heard it on the radio after a while it sometimes it occurs to you after everybody else that what you're doing is your actual job everyone yep. else has realized yep. before you have yeah um and that's the, that's the situation i think with us isn't it I, I, i've realized that this i've realized this is my job now and i've been doing it for 15 years but yeah. all my friends and my family have come around to the idea a lot sooner than that yeah
2: it's I not don't proper know. though is it i don't know and the wheels will come off you know, this gravy train. I
12: don't know what else I would do. At
2: some point. And I, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've started making a little bit of money out of writing, writing stuff for Record Collector, but you know, it, it's not enough. I mean, last year I probably made 1,200 quid out of writing for Record Collector. So that, that But
12: but the pressure wasn't on, you weren't pursuing it. No, the pressure
2: wasn't on, so I wasn't, wasn't pursuing it. Um... The TV work has all, has dried up and has gone, apart from, you know, Sky News and stuff, which I'm turning down at the moment, because I just don't, I don't really want to work on a Sunday morning.
12: Again, you're not hammering that.
2: Um, you know, the, the the rabbit hole is, is, you know, there's a couple of quid. It would be one of those things where it would be piecemeal, and it would be small bits and pieces trying to, but, um, when this does end, and it will end, this show will end, guys, it ain't going to be here forever, you know, and I, as much as I'd like to see out my radio days at Talk Radio, and I would happily stay here for another 30 years, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I've got another year on my contract. Who knows what's going to happen?
12: And after that, what do you do? I've got about two weeks on mine.
2: Uh-oh. Well, it's been nice knowing you. Hmm. <laughs> Smell you later. No, but the thing is, yes. you
13: know, for me, and I, I think like you guys as well, You know, I, I'm, I'm working in an industry that I love, yeah. you know, the restaurant industry, food, drinks, wine... You know, that sort of thing. And, it's, it's you know, you love it. You love the industry. And whatever it is you do within that industry, you, you, you absolutely love it. And you're just happy to be doing something within that particular yeah. business. Yeah. And, you know, for you guys, it's radio. For me, it's, it's I suppose, hospitality is, 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 is the word. And it's just, you know, you will always find a job. Within that industry that you like, and you know, you're lucky. You've got your, your, your other little bits and pieces that you're doing. But um, I mean, Kath, if you've got two weeks on your contract, yeah. you know, you can always come round and like you know, rub some ribs with me. You know, <laughs> I'm
12: like. not going to say no to anything at this point. We'll wait and see what happens well, in two weeks.
13: Okay, well you know, bear in mind.
12: <laughs> Keith, nice
2: one, man. Thank you very much indeed. Keep up the good work. Ciao. It's it's excellent, excellent
12: meat, guys. It is really good. But that's
2: I'm I'm, I'm still quite I'm still only a meat eater. What three years now? So all meat tastes good to me. Even even the worst meat tastes really? good to me. Really? Oh, yeah. I love it. Love it. Love all of it. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I was reminded of something while we were talking to Keith, and it's just... Um, tiredness has set in, and it's just slipped my, uh, my noggin. Um, don't do drugs. Um,
12: meat it, is good. Meat is
2: good. Um, working. Um, oh, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. So that's the one good... There's only two good stories in the papers. So the one good story is um, uh, Jean-Luc Picard not realising that he's not had a circumcision. I
12: I can't believe that's true.
2: Well, here's the thing. I can kind of under... His mum told him, you see. And some men's... Oh, let's just say it. Foreskins. Cover the helmet. I don't know how to, and I'm trying. I'm not being vulgar. I genuinely, I'm I'm trying to do this. Some men's um, foreskins cover the tip of the penis, and some don't. Yeah. Um, And if yours doesn't, and your mum says, and your mum, I mean, well, I wonder if it's because he's he's got a bald head. (laughs) If he wears a um, a a roll neck sweater.
12: Stop it.
2: But I do. I, I, if his mum said to him, Oh, Jean-Luc, you're... Why is she French?
12: All of a sudden, he's well, Jean-Luc from,
2: Picard is, is he's French. He's from Yorkshire. Jean-Luc Picard is French, mate. No, he's not. Jean-Luc Picard is? I oh, think he's supposed to be
12: French-Canadian.
2: Jean-Luc, I, I'm doing the French-Canadian. We have done to your um, winky. What else do you say? <laughs> what, is François, what, what is it? Francois, what is it? What is it? The circumcision. <laughs> and, uh, he gone, and he got your... your uh, Quattro skin... <laughs> And the, um, how do you, what's, what is it? With the scissors, he choppy, chop, chop. He choppy, chop, chop, you're actually talking
12: to him like that? Surely he'd speak French as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they don't, though. Maybe that's
12: why the, uh, the misunderstanding. Yeah,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
12: Oh, it, frottage, that's what you were talking about.
2: Um... Or have we done that now? No, I think we've done that. Um, John Lennon was a very, very dirty boy. Of course he was. I mean, but, I mean, he was a wife beater. Do we know that? Yes, we do know that. Okay. He he hit um Cynthia a few times. We know that. That's not um uh it, it, that's not a secret. Um heroin addict. Mm. Um wrote a song that we can't play on the radio. Woman is the n-word of the yeah. wor- of the world. That came I think up he on... meant
12: well. I remember...
2: Well, also, I was thinking about this, because it popped up on my iPod the other day, and I was singing along in the car, nice and loud. Woman is the N-word of the world, yes, she is. Think about it, take a look at the one you love. And it's a, you know, it's it's a women's lib song, and it's a bit heavy-fisted. It's it's a nice backing track. It's got a nice sax solo in it. Um, And I was singing along to it quite quite loudly. And the N-word in the 70s was which is why i think it confuses a lot of people particularly americans but the n-word in the 70s was very liberally used by black and white people the the blazing saddles i haven't seen blazing saddles the mel brooks film for a long long time but from what i remember the two things i remember are the fart scene Mm -hmm. and the use of the n-word
12: yeah a lot um was it a reclaiming thing no, I don't think. No, I don't think it was
2: reclamation in the seventies. I think it was just a word that people used. I, th- I, 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 I and I think it was used in a derogatory term, but it, it, it was used in common. I mean, I think a lot of the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor films have the M word in. I think Silver Street, Silver Street, which is a magnificent film. I remember watching it loads and loads as a kid. There's a bit, and I've shown you the bit where. Um, uh, A Gene Wilder blacks up with boot polish, and he he has to learn how to walk like an N-word, and he's carrying a a, a radio on his thing. He's got he's got red, gold, and green knitted cap on, blacked up, going, "I'm an N-word, I'm an N-word, I'm an N-word," and he's. But was
12: that outrageous? Then was that what he was trying to do?
2: I don't know if it was outrageous. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know the context. Mm -hmm. But I I love those films because what I learnt as a kid watching those films. Is there is nothing funnier than Richard Pryor and or Gene Wilder saying the S word over and oh sh- oh sh- oh sh- over and over again. And people who say that swearing isn't funny or clever, oh go and watch watch Stir Crazy or Silver Spring. I remember watching Stir Crazy when I was about nine. We hired it out on Betamax. And it oh sh, oh sh- it's just in his Derek's at that. They, they can deliver an S-word unlike anybody else, those two gentlemen. Absolutely fantastic. Um, here, we here we go. Stu, I don't think we were belittling anyone, but if we, if we do, I apologise. Ian and Kath, you're being reflective about life and stuff, and I concur. I'm a writer with some success. But to pay the bills, I make pizzas. It's a job. You should never belittle anyone who does a job, even a chance. I don't know if we, if we were. I don't know if you're criticising us for us. Um, but I always say anyone that can make a dollar in this business, I have the ultimate respect for. Even if I don't like the act or I don't like necessarily the person. Um, I know how hard it is to, you know, get paid and make ends meet doing this business. And there are people that hate me and troll me and, you know, people that have have had high-profile careers and now have low-profile careers. I don't like the act, don't necessarily like the person, but I wish them every... They've got kids and stuff. I wish them every bit of luck. I do, genuinely. I wish them every bit of luck. I wish that they wouldn't attack me so much because it's quite upsetting. I don't get why they're so mean about me when I've done nothing. I don't get why they attack me. But I wish him, him, uh, gives it away a bit, but there are a couple actually, I wish them every success, because mm-hmm. their careers, their careers don't impact on me, you know, the, the the people I'm talking about, the two in particular, it's not as if I'm ever going to go for their jobs, but, and I wish mm-hmm. them the best
12: of luck. I'm a bit confused by what, what he means, but with that message. He's not having a go at us, I don't right. think. No, 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 no. I did say something like what I'm doing is not a proper job. No, I know. I don't, I don't think he is. I wasn't afraid to anybody else.
2: Sue, sometimes, um, c- the meaning doesn't come across in email. Maybe you could go to talkradio.co.uk and just clarify and if you, or you could pick up the telephone, 03444991000 mm. is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Okay, guys, well, the mystery of where our guest was has been solved. Just had a message from him. Um, he was on another phone call that lasted 90 minutes and um, uh, he has 10 computers. So um, that's, that's where he was. He was taking another phone call. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read you the message. He and I had a call that lasted 90 minutes, only got the text now. Phone me. I have ten computers, I don't have a secretary to remind me. Call, don't send stupid email messages. I'm not sitting at a desk looking at mail at day and night. Well, I know, I wouldn't expect you to be. Of course I wouldn't expect you to be, not if you've got ten computers. I would kind of expect you to be sitting by the phone waiting for the phone call we booked. But that's fine. I replied, Miles, uh, sorry about that, the show's about to end. Maybe we can talk next week, because um, it would be great to to get him on. Um, So, that's good. It's the friendly attitude that we like, lovely. Now, here we go. This is the only other decent story. Um. Yes, but phone me. Remind me. Um. Okay, sorry. I did... <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Remind you on here. Apologies. Apologies. We didn't have his mobile number, did we? No where you were or have your mobile it's all cool i'm on air now let's speak next week take care phone me remind me i am bve midweek for two days okay yeah and it's 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 the warm welcoming attitude that is that sells it for me Bees learn to play football. That's the best story I can come up with. It's literally it's the best story <laughs> that I can come up with.
12: Confusing team wise, though, they're all in stripes.
2: So, aye. Aye. Bees versus wasps gets nasty. Wasps oh, wasp play rugby.
7: <laughs> uh,
2: scientists, and this is true, scientists have trained bees. We're all looking at the Facebook to see if um, he's not received that message, so he may be somewhere else. A call for 90 minutes. You knew that at 10 o'clock on Friday, you put it on your Facebook page, you silly sausage. Oh, yeah. A cold for 90 minutes. <laughs> I don't care how long you...
12: Anyway, anyway.
2: Scientists have bees. trained bees to play football in a bizarre study. The insects learned how to kick the ball around a pitch <laughs> and score goals. Well... They were rewarded with a sweetened drink each time they succeeded. Researchers first showed them what to do by using a pretend bee. <laughs> a piece of striped yellow and black plastic attached to a stick. Attached to a stick? <laughs> Other bees learned by watching those which had already been taught. Playing one at a time, they had to push or pull the ball into a hole in the playing surface. They got quicker at scoring by improving their ball control <laughs> as their training progressed. This is incredible. Um. Okay, how do I reply to this? Don't. I don't sit on the sofa waiting. Look, mate, I don't sit on social media all day. I have better things to do.
12: Leave it. Leave it.
2: Okay. Leave it in. He's not worth it.
12: No, just let it go, because it's he's not going to (laughs) stop.
2: You were booked to come on, you pudding. We booked you. You put it on your Facebook page. You put it on your Facebook page. Don't look, mate.
12: Bees. Anyway, the bees.
2: They got uh, Professor Lars Chitka. Should be Lars Chitka who led the Queen Mary U- University of London study, said it suggested bees would be able to adapt to changes in their natural environment. He added, Our study puts the final nail in the coffin of the idea small brains constrain insects to have only simple learning abilities. Well, they, they, they communicate via dance, don't they, bees? In- I only found this out recently.
12: The waggle dance, but they're in- and they're ingenious. They dance
2: to tell other bees where the where there's sweet sweet nectar is mm-hmm. and they can tell you how far and how to get their directions it's incredible
12: turns out they can also do a nice ribona.
2: the bees you can ignore that the bees seem to enjoy playing with the ball and learned how to score very quickly but i don't think we'll be seeing any of them playing at wembley anytime soon too small animal welfare <laughs> Animal welfare groups last night blasted the study after it was revealed that five of the 49 bees died from natural causes during it. Oh, come on, guys. They're bees. Um, the no, sun... sl-
12: not because of sliding tackles or anything like that. The, um,
2: the, the sun has had some fun here. I bet. It's... Um... Uh, it's come up with some football playing, B, but, but I don't know any football players, so um, I'm kind of... Manager, I get this, Matt Busby.
12: Yes, good. Very funny.
2: Titus Bumble.
12: Bramble, yep, yeah, that's his name.
2: Nectar Bellarin.
12: No.
2: Wayne Roonby. Yeah, okay. Chris Smallsting. No idea. Darren Huckabee. Oh. Gordon McQueen. Right. It's a good one. I know this one. Park B. Stung. It's the Korean lad.
12: Mm-hmm. What about Kevin? Kevin Began? No. Oh, they missed one. There's po-
2: there's pollen gas going.
12: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, ap- ap- apiary Kane. Okay. Hive Allen. Swarming Whiteside subs, Vinny drones.
12: Swarming right, Whiteside. That's quite good.
2: Vinny drones and buzzy. Is it? And that's and that's it. And Very that's good. it. That is the well best. Done, guys. Those are the only. Two stories that I could come up with in all of the newspapers today. You know. Um, Don't. I know. I don't sit on the sofa waiting. Look, mate. I don't sit on social media all day. I have better things to do. Yeah, look, mate. I had to fill an hour of radio because you were were taking a 90-minute phone call. So don't look-mate me, mate. It's
12: very bizarre behaviour. We'll get
2: him on next week. I'm tempted to get him on. And have this conversation on air,
12: but let's leave it and calm down, shall we? I'm
2: gonna close. I'm gonna close that because I don't do, want to reply. Do not replying to you. Wake up, people. He
12: huh? won't be there anyway because he's not on social media.
2: <laughs> Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Um. Literally got nothing to fill the last um, four minutes of the show with.
12: Let's think of some more beekeepers. Well, no,
2: let's not bother. I've, we haven't got anything. We've done really, really well. We've done a successful filling. We have. No, we have. We've done yeah. a really good filling. So I'm quite happy to end it there.
12: I'm tired of you.
2: Fine, let's pack up. Let's
12: pack up and go home. Because it's boiling. listen mate <laughs> <laughs> love that it's the element of surprise though
14: little
2: <laughs> phone call for 90 minutes you're, oh, totally, yeah.
12: you're totally in the wrong but yeah no sorry you're
2: right we should have we should have held the show back for 90 minutes I do apologize <laughs>
12: outrageous you're trying to contact he's him he's
2: upset that I didn't call him to remind him that's the what he's...
12: <sighs> gosh okay whatever whatever gets you through don't.
2: I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna look see. If,
12: don't. I'm
2: not gonna. I'm just gonna look see if he's typed anything.
12: He won't. He doesn't sit there typing.
14: Uh, 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 uh,
2: uh, uh.
12: Look <laughs> People are funny, aren't they?
2: Okay. i write... Right. Okay. No. Don't no. write anything. Do you want to try next week? Don't. Do you put. want to try next week? Don't. you will have seen my little bubbly. Um, Leave it. Typing.
12: Leave it. Let him. Let him. Let him win. What do you mean? Let him win? I'm not going
2: to let anyone. But they you said it's a winning thing. got to let him win. Call him
12: next week and pretend it never happened. <laughs> Stop it!
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
12: Don't I'm, I'm you non- are? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.
2: I'm done. I'm done. Sharp people, no <laughs> reason.
3: That is here. There he is.
2: Sharp people. Listen, mate. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Have some Andrews Levisons. No, we I go. don't, and you, neither do you. Oh, blind.
12: That's not my pen, that is my watch. Don't forget your books. Go go. Yeah, well, yeah. Nightscopers.
13: Shot people God. no reason.
2: Shot people got no it? Shot people by Randy Newman. Shot people by Randy Newman.
0: Talk radio. Talk and entertainment across the nation.
7: Talk radio.
0: Give it some lift.